What are you guys drinking? I am drinking a um, a Pinot Grigio, Santa Marina, I think. I don't know. It's from Italy. Um, Was at a restaurant, had a couple glasses, and bought the bottle to take home. So Nice. Pretty good. I'm drinking. I'm finishing off this Johnny Walker 18. Johnny Walker 18. Uh, I have a, a petite Syrah of some Ooh. unknown brand that wasn't too expensive at store. You could, you could have filled that glass up more. I, th- I think it's fine. It's <laughs> you're not supposed to fill a wine glass like that up all, all the way. way it's to the classy, top. you know. I actually have a wine glass that can fit an entire bottle of wow. wine in it. Yeah, and I definitely brought that to a house party once. It was a fun party trick, and I finished it. So, if you ever watch that. Kristen Bell Netflix show. I know James. I know Netflix. The, oh, it's the so good. Parody, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's just constantly pouring the entire bottle of wine to a glass of wine. And then, like, having to do this to drink you, like, it. Lean it's, over uh, and sip it. Yeah. Well, well like, she'll have a it, guest over and she'll pour an entire glass bottle for herself and an entire bottle for her guest. It's um the woman in the house. Oh, shit. The woman like across in the, the window street, across yeah. the street from the house of the girl. The one, yeah, it's a complete, like, <laughs> satire and i didn't realize that initially when i first started watching it and then i was like am i like normal title am i in on the joke and then yeah i was like oh okay yeah it's definitely satire <laughs> all titles should have 24 words in them yeah mm-hmm. win the pond it should yeah, yeah exactly. that was really good. Apple album title. <laughs> <laughs> which i still think i mostly have memorized yeah oh do it do it oh i see you're not gonna put me on spot um I feel like I'm going to miss like a verse or something here. It's it's like Should we be pulling it up to test you? Uh I mean if you want to, you can. I can I can vamp a little bit. I'm not pulling it up. I wouldn't want to cheat or anything. But yeah, I, I feel I'll like I'm going to, you, to drop a verse for sure. Okay. All right, I got Wasn't the full that? title. Okay. It's I believe it's um when the pawn hits a conflict, he thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows, and when he goes to the ring, he'll win the whole thing. There's no body to batter if your mind is your might. And if you go solo, hold your own hand and remember that depth is the greatest of heights. And if you know where you stand, then you know where you land. If you fall, it won't matter because you'll know that you're right. You're 98% correct. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. Like the words that you, you fumbled, which you, you forgot a part, is the mm-hmm. part that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, when he goes to the fight, he'll win the whole ring before he enters the ring. Yeah. Whole, whole thing before he enters the ring. I um well done. I spent like a whole afternoon in like what the early two thousands or whatever that came out memorizing that. I'm not really sure why, but uh still stuck in my head somewhere. Uh I prepared a dramatic monologue. It's mm-hmm. the title to the <laughs> sophomore you know, album. Right. But you have to do it in like an iconic actor's um when the pawn uh, hits the like, like a William Shatner. <laughs> William Shatner. Oh my god, that would I take was gonna 20 say minutes. Shatner. I think 20 minutes. And then you have to have Man. a cigarette to drink oh. as oh. you're, yeah. All right, well, let's start the pod for real. <laughs> Hello, and so welcome, welcome back to Headcanon. Hey, hey, interrupting, interrupting. I'm James Taylor sometimes. I'm Marco Sparks most of the time. And we're oh, joined and by Kayla. a special guest. Hi, Kayla. Hi. Kayla, it's been a while since we've done this sorry yeah. it has yeah well i mean we haven't podded in months now we weekly podcast we meant to do more and then it, you know shit got in the way life uh, man um 
Kayla is joining us. She picked the movie we're going to be talking about, which is Willow, the 1988 fantasy adventure film. Uh, Kayla was one of the beta readers on The Last Trouble book, which we are immensely grateful for. Maybe we'll talk some trouble at the end. Maybe we won't. It's up to us. We call the shots. We'll see how, mm-hmm. we'll see how um, much I drink by the end. Yes. Seriously. All of us. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into Willow, what are we watching lately? So the only thing I, mine's going to be pretty short. Um, the only thing I've really been keeping up on on a regular basis is Abbott Elementary. Other than that, I've been doing a lot of rewatching. Um, like I've been rewatching It's Always Sunny and like correspondingly listening to their, their podcast. Um, and I did watch the series Ginny and Georgia recently and like did a few rewatches of that just I, I tend to hyperfixate when I really like something and um the um main character Georgia is absolutely awesome. She's a monster but in like a really good way. So really enjoy that. So I always want to think that that's like a Gilmore Girls ripoff, but it's not. It's like hardcore, right? They're shooting people and killing people. Well not like not like on a regular basis, they don't but do it's that definitely in girls. <laughs> not on screen. Um, I'm sure like the Gilmore's old money probably have at least a couple skeletons in their closet, but nothing we see on screen. Um, but, uh, no, it's definitely more like, you know, Georgia has this, like, you know, this dark past, um, she comes off like super prim and not prim and proper, but, you know, very like put together and stuff, but she comes from like a completely different background. And so like, it just kind of, you incrementally along with, um, her daughter, Ginny, learn like more about that past and you know it's it's great she's probably a sociopath but just an adorable one so we love her for it we love a sociopath i mean (laughs) don't we all all right marco what are you watching uh i'm three i'm only on episode three of poker face um i watched two-thirds of the first episode of the willow tv show tonight Oh really? Wow! Uh, Extra credit. I watched. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Two thirds. <laughs> um, watched the Willow movie. I feel like I've not really sat down to watch anything in a while that I've enjoyed. Are you watching The Last of Us? Oh, sorry. Watching The Last of Us. Shit! I'm behind. Don't spoil. There's there's mushroom zombies. Sorry. Like zombies that are on mushrooms, yes, or like. Exactly. Have you watched any of it, Kayla? No, I know it's based off the video game. I know it has Pedro Pascal and the girl, or the, um, sorry, the actor from um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. So I've heard of it and I keep seeing things and like I'll scroll on TikTok and it comes up a lot of my For You page and I'm like, shit, spoilers. Like I gotta, Mm -hmm. I just haven't had like the time or, um, brain space to sit down and like start something new like that especially something that i have to intently follow so they're not exactly zombies they're just they're people infected with a fungus that kind of makes them act like zombies so just enjoy the first half hour of the pilot it's a light carefree romp (laughs) (laughs) i kind of like when things go to shit so i'd be interested in seeing that just enjoy the first half hour of the pilot (laughs) Just watch, enjoy the first, was it like five minutes, which actually terrified me quite a bit. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a decent intro. Yeah, I've been watching The Last of Us, which is fine. 
I'm a big fan of the video games, so it's I don't know, it's it's weird seeing something translated and adapted from a video game where it's you're very much like in the head of the character because you're playing the character and like seeing how they change that to just be a normal TV show. You'd think I mean it translates fairly well, but I do think there's some spots where it just doesn't have quite the visceral impact to just watch it as opposed to like making it happen, you know. Um, but it's that's my main interest is just seeing the adaptation choices they make and whatnot. It's pretty good. I think, I don't know. Sometimes I'll see people be like, that was the best episode of television in 10 years. It's like, uh, you know, let's maybe settle down a little bit, you know, like let's give us some time before <laughs> you declare that. But I think pretty good. you said that you're, if you had one issue the other day, it was that Pedro Pascal's not as much of an asshole. It's not necessarily an issue, but they're definitely, I feel like they softened his character a little bit from the game character where he's like more of a hard ass. Who's daddy? Yeah, because he's Pedro Pascal, you know. He is daddy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know the definition of zaddy. I think it's like, oh, sh- it's when you want Zack uh, Snyder to be your daddy. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That sounds like a nightmare. No. No, they talked about it because they actually talked about it in an interview. Shit, I can't remember what it was. If you though. join our Patreon, I have a really <laughs> off-color joke about James's joke. <laughs> <laughs> fill in the blanks uh, I'm also watching Poker Face I haven't watched the latest episode uh, episode 7 I think as we're recording it I guess I'll watch that this weekend it's also fine there is I don't know a little bit of a vibe where it's like congratulations you've reinvented Burn Notice like this isn't this isn't like groundbreaking or anything it's like oh you're doing a mystery of the week show you know it's like it's. I like it but it's not like incredible you know you've used this analogy before yeah. is burn notice was it a mystery of the week show i thought it was a piece I of shit of the week honestly had no idea maybe psych is the better comparison Ooh. oh i did watch that i've heard poker face is the one with uh natasha leone right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and the days keep repeating and she could tell when people are lying no that's another one <laughs> the days keep repeating is I know, fucking... I know. russian doll oh, okay. yeah russian doll yes. no i i do I feel like the first season there's a drop off from the like the Ryan Johnson episodes to the not Ryan Johnson episodes. Like I kind of hope that maybe he has more time for it in season two. But that's what I've been watching. Ooh, you know what? It's on mm. my list. Vamp for a moment. I forgot to plug in that one chord to my thing. Oh, like the power chord, maybe? The internet cord? Yeah. Internet cord. Oh yeah. Plug the internet cord in. Yeah. yeah. All right. BRB, guys. All right. All right. Marco's going to go plug some stuff in. Why don't we talk about what you are listening to right now? Um, so I'm back in the office most of the week now. Mm-hmm. So I can't listen to music at work. So I've been listening to podcasts. Um, I did do a PLL rewatch and I really like listened to all your guys's. <laughs> episode. And that's why like you saw that old perfectionist one. Cause like I'd finish the series. And I'm like, ah, I may as well continue. And, um, so between that and also the, uh, it's always sunny podcast. Um, it's really, I've been listening to is just podcasts at work since I can't really. Are you like not music. allowed to listen to music or no, it's just when I listen to music, I tend to sing along without mm. like realizing I'm singing along. So Usually it's I'll get like looks from my coworkers or or whatever. So <laughs> that happened a lot in um, earlier years. So now that I'm back, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, re-listening it's, to our um, our podcast on the perfectionist. That's that's really deep in the lore. You know, I don't. I mean, you might be the only one. That's early trouble days. Is it? 
Well, that's yeah. So that's early Trump. That was before, like, um, it was. So I left off on probably like halfway through the season, and mm-hmm. the um, book hadn't been released yet. It was like going to be released oh, somewhat wow. soon. So I could hear like little like you know stuff you guys would drop without you know. Uh, now that I've read everything, <laughs> knowing that it was being dropped, so I, yeah, maybe I'll have to go listen. Cool. I don't even remember that. I have, like just no, little stuff no, I, like I barely like, remember oh. perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I hadn't really either, but I was like, oh, you know, listen to you guys, and uh, it's you know, I don't really have again like the time or or space to watch it so mm-hmm. i can just listen to you guys recap it and, and discuss it and it also kind of made me um a little bit a little bit nostalgic for like you know because it wasn't that bad of a spinoff you know compared to other atrocious atrocious pieces of shit that mm-hmm. call themselves spinoffs so um it just made me a little nostalgic like oh what could have been like we could have just gone on this for seasons instead of having one season of something terrible you know I like it. You're like, I don't have time for a 45 minute TV show. So I will listen to an hour and a half plus <laughs> podcast recap. Well, I can listen to it all day at work. I can't watch it. So, okay. yeah. Uh, when I get home. Yeah, but you're yeah, great stuff. point. The perfectionists, man, we didn't know how good we had it. <laughs> they had good bones. I feel like they had good bones. Yeah. They just didn't know how to tie everything together. But. But yeah, like, you know, there's um, also like the book reviews of The Perfectionist oh, yeah. beforehand and I, mentioning I, the Eliza's and you're like, oh, Eliza's a good name. I'm like, I know in that <laughs> setting. Yeah, I, um, I really enjoyed doing those those book episodes, probably more than the show episodes. Um, yeah. I guess I, I really liked, especially the second book I thought was really good. Um, the, the Good Girls, like was mm-hmm. A plus. There was like two characters that I really liked. So I was like really like excited when it was their chapter. Yeah. That was way well, more fun than that show. <laughs> Margaret, well, what you could, you... Sorry, oh, sorry. I was just going to say like with, with the books that wasn't really directly tied to anybody in making the show. So I feel like that, you know, um, there's less stakes in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the show. So especially if there's say, any critiques. So I've never read more than like a chapter of the actual PLL books. But I've read probably like five or six Sarah Sarah Shepard books. I really enjoy her books. I mean, they're not high literature all the time, but like the the Eliza's, that that book was I I thought incredibly enjoyable. Some of her books are just silly, but like they're they're fun. We did um Oh yeah, that like that radio drama. That was that was cool. I have like I don't know if like anyone ever listened to that except for us. I mean, maybe some people did, but we got to interview her, which mm-hmm. is which is a lot of fun. I don't know how they edited that together because there's a lot of digressions and stopping and audio issues, and the editor was like, "That's fine," and I was thinking like, "No, it's not." Like, oh, well, it's fine for them. You need yeah. us to repeat that. But we you're don't not having us do that. We okay. don't edit our podcast like that. There are people out there that like really like re-listen to the whole episode and edit it. We just we'd cut off the beginning and the end. And we ship it, you know. If one of us is taking a leak in the middle, congratulations. <laughs> or both of Get us. A special bonus episode to the finale. <laughs> uh, just that noise, that Tom Hanks noise. Right. The League of Their Own, yeah. Oh, I just think of like early, early pandemic days when people would like forget to turn off their mic or video and video, there'd just be like the accidental nudity or like the bathroom shots. Standing like up in their panelists, yeah. 
You're like, yeah. I can I can sit down on the toilet during this meeting and just uh, continue to be productive. Yeah. Like, how are you not more paranoid about that? I was so paranoid you know about that. You know what, though? I think the cake is still taken by Jeffrey Tubin. I'm just going to jack it during this meeting. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't think that was accidental. I, yeah, I don't. I, I just, I don't think there's any way that's accidental. And I mean, it was. It's like a no. ten-hour meeting. Job, you just forgot you were part of it or something. Yeah. All right, Marco. What I are you listening that. to right now? Oh, geez. I don't know. Whatever random music I have, I download. I don't know, ten to twenty new songs a week, and it, it's are, rarely are you, like um, concentrated like, on an album. Like on like a, a music service, like Apple Music or Spotify, or do you like get the hit the torrents, hit the old line? Um, I, I, I. I'm old school. I'm old enough now that I buy MP3s from iTunes. Nice. I don't have Spotify. I'm an old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just would rather pay monthly. So I do Spotify. I, I feel like I'm old enough that like I just I'm always going to be worried about like well, am I going to have good enough reception or whatever for. There are songs that I enjoy that I still you don't have because I just go to YouTube and listen to them there. And it's like so maybe yeah. someday I'll go buy it from iTunes, but not yet. I feel like somehow you've just gotten older than I have. Well, I am older than you. In, in my analogy, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, what am I listening to? I've been listening to a lot of the Once More Feeling soundtrack recently. Oh, just trying to so trying to catch a certain vibe. I don't know why, but, you know, trying to catch that certain Buffy vibe lately. Nostalgia. Yeah, this is the, uh, this is the foreshadowing you mentioned earlier. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, uh, I do want to do. I wanted to do a Buffy rewatch, but it's leaving Hulu in like 13 days. So get on it. Where is it going? Like I don't even know who owns like nowhere. Fox. So nowhere. It's just it's going. It's going. Yeah, it should be on Hulu. DVDs. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's leaving in like 12 or 13 days. So uh, I'd have to really speed up a rewatch. I know to- when Thanks, we Joss Whedon. when we did our rewatch. Um, I I just like pirated like one of those seasons. I can't remember which because. I, I think I gave all my DVDs to Marco back in the day. Um, mm. But like they were, I, I think it was from like Amazon or something. They were 16 by nine, even though the show wasn't shot that way. So like it would, the lighting was weird because they hadn't like color corrected it. And like you'd see shit on like the side of the frames that you weren't supposed yeah. to see because like they didn't yeah. film Ooh, it that my- way. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, very bizarre. So maybe, well, I don't know, maybe not now, but it'd be nice if, uh, Maybe they do some sort of like nice collection of them, you know, like update them, make, make you know, color correct them, make them HD. That would be really nice. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Here's the thing. I've gone on record. I've always loved Sarah Michelle Geller. Like since I was born, I'm never going to watch this Wolfpack show. It looks fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like it a werewolf show. I mean, no. it, it might as well be a Teen Wolf spinoff. I don't care. Like, and don't, it's don't, not no werewolves one, though. No one, but... Okay, but no one needs to explain the nuances to me. Like, I love her. If she had a Patreon, I would, I would, I would donate money every week. If she had a charity, she needed or whatever. I'd, I'd send her money, but like, oof. yeah, yeah. Me. I've been seeing like um, some clips of interviews that she's been doing about her past roles and and things like that. And I saw one about you know about Buffy, and I was just like, oh, Buffy, absolute favorite. I actually started on season six, I think, because um, that was core. airing when I first watched it. But like, that's why I love it so much. And mm-hmm. then I realized much, much later that everybody hated that season. I'm like, but I loved it so I think, much. I think it's had like a critical reappraisal since yeah. uh, it came out. I mean, like the body is one of the best episodes I've ever that's season five, seen right? of TV. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. 
yeah you're but right. i mean once more right. feeling to be the rock yeah once more feeling yeah. yeah the that that back to back i mean have you ever fucked someone there. so hard that you brought down a house <laughs> parts of a the house there you go smashed and wrecked yeah yeah if only so good the michelle branch song. white men would do a podcast during the pandemic <laughs> about how much they love Buffy in season six. Mm-hmm. Guys, I've barely had any of this drink, but I feel it. That's fun. It well, uh, what are you reading right yeah, now, Marco? Um, I am technically reading Hellbent by Lee Bardugo, which is the sequel to Ninth House, which I'm so excited. And by sequel, you mean, mean you mean like a, a new series, right? It is a the second book in the series that was started with Ninth House. So that's what I mean by the way. I'm thinking of different what what else did Lee Verdugo write? She wrote the 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 Six of Crows and the Shadow and Bone and Shadow and Bone. Okay, yeah, no, like you said the Ninth House. So I was thinking of Tasman Muir and the uh the, no. the, the Ninth no. books. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would love Ninth House. I've said that in the podcast before. I'm not going to mm. say it again. Okay, um, but you get two. I get two. That's all. You get me mentioning it twice, and then I'll just contact one of your friends who would just buy it for you for Christmas. Okay. Um. And you'll and you'll appreciate it. Have you read the Ninth House, Kayla? I feel like you'd love Ninth House. I have not, but I'd like I'll add it to my list. Actually, I'm gonna write that down in my notes. Uh, I think it's this is your next book. I think season two of Shadow I mean, and Bone is all about of to the drop. all of the sexual assault trigger warnings because it's a it's a very adult book. Oh, well, you didn't uh, say I, that there's... before. Everything I read is like it, it's pretty dark. Um, <laughs> yes. Like when I recommend no. stuff, I have to give trigger warning. I'm just like, look up the trigger warnings because yeah. there are many for these books that I read. Like I recommended um, a few books I was reading to a coworker, yeah. and I sent it to her. And then like ten minutes later, I was like, you should probably look up like every trigger warning on the book yeah. just so you're prepared. So there was a scene that made me very uncomfortable, and then it excited me just a little bit, and I was like, that's not good. That's not right. But very excited. <laughs> well, about is that? that? Fiction is a place to explore those feelings, Marco. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. So I'm very excited. It's sitting on my nightstand. I don't know, maybe tonight. Hellbent. Totally right. after a few drinks, I'll be ready to read a book. Totally. Right headspace for that. Kayla, what are you reading right now? So I've been on a kick recently where I've been reading um kind of like murder mystery-ish type books. Um written by women with like women female leads or yeah female leads so uh, i read like well one was a series it was um three books it was like the good girl's guide to murder there were three in that series there was another one huh is it holly black um maybe i'll have to look i didn't actually write it down um and then there was a flicker in the dark which is the most recent one it was pretty good but as per usual i kind of predicted what would happen which makes me very happy but um I could also kind of see a lot of stuff coming. They always have some good twists that they put in there. And then my favorite, though, of the ones I've read recently was called The Cabin in the Woods by Sarah Alderson. That twist I did not see coming. And that was really good. Very well written. It's just very, um, it kind of grabs you uh, early on. And it just, you keep, you stay in this like heightened sense of almost um, like anticipation and panic throughout. So um, really, really enjoyed that a lot. So, nice, yeah. nice. Um, let's see. I think the last time we did a headcanon pod, it was for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And from the pod, Allie mentioned she was reading a, a series called the Scholomance series. 
Um, so I read that. Uh, it's three books. It's slightly Harry Potterish. It's a magic school, but like very different. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was, you know, a, a different type of magical system. But I, it was really more. I feel like a, the book was just one big metaphor for like I don't know society and international relations. But um, it's fun. You know, it's why fair. But I definitely enjoyed it. And then. I'm rereading The Magicians right now just because sometimes I just get in a mood. Um, I'm one of those people who really loves those books, even though I feel like a, a lot of people like to bag on them, but not me. I like them. I really enjoyed the show um, a lot. So even like the parts that were, um, you know, different seasons, different moments that were not widely loved and accepted, mm-hmm. I still loved it. Loved it so much just because so many of the, Actors really gave great performances, a lot of stuff that they did. Like, did you see that one episode or at least a clip where they, um, two of the characters like talk in code and they, you know, bring up like, um, I think Buffy gets referenced. Um, it's, it's really great. Uh, Stargate, I think. And another one, it was just, it was really good. So. Yeah. The, the, I watched... the books are well known for having an extremely unlikable protagonist that they, they try yes. to soften in the show. Quentin I watched Coldwater, some clips right? from, from the last episode of one of the characters, which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting the, the take on me of it all, but I, okay. I, I hard quit that show after certain scenes at the end of season one. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. I was like, really but I like Julia. Ones. Yeah. I was like, but I like Julia and this show seems keep, really cruel. <laughs> ooh, but keep watching though. Cause she just gets better I like better, the I reveal of the beast. Actually, yeah, that was good. Is, is should I watch you season three? Because I feel like I watched the first episode of you season three a bajillion years ago, and I was like, eh. And the rest of the internet watched you season three, and now you season four is in England, and I, I don't know. So I really think that you guys would like season show, four. Maybe? I really think you guys would like season four. It's it's totally different. It's very like it's um, murder mystery. It's almost like um, there's one episode where um, it's almost like Clue, almost like a locked room murder mystery, pretty much exactly that. And he also like kind of references that. So like, um, I'm sure you guys have read like, you you know, kind of want to go in a bit of a different direction. They also just want to change things up because it felt, you know, kind of repetitive in some aspects. I will get to season three, but just to talk about season four, there are some things in there that I think you guys would really like, especially I think. um, I like, I like a sex scene. Didn't he say They're, he wasn't doing those anymore? Yeah, yeah. He well, said he's the doing most, less of them. He less said, of them. He said no sex scenes in season four because he values his commitment to his wife so much, which I think overwhelmingly tells you things are in trouble at home. Next level wife well, guy. Yeah. yeah, I think he had mentioned like no unnecessary. So there are sex scenes in season four. Okay. I think his thing was like no unnecessary sex scenes. In season and like Would going such forward. a thing exist? Yeah, I mean it's all that's necessary. subject that that's <laughs> subjective, I guess. Um, but there's some like um, I really liked season three. Um, I love love as a character. Again, she's a monster, but I fucking love her. And you really get to see um, some great sides of her and some horrible sides of her in season three. And just the whole like you know love and marriage and and kids in the suburbs and like how that's actually hell. Uh, it's pretty wonderful. So, and I really like four as well. Like I really like season four, part one. Um, 
really excited for part two, but I, I really think you guys will like it for like the murder mystery type um, aspect of it. So the overwhelming lack of Jenna Ortega. Oh, was yeah. she like the little sister in season two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, yeah. her? Uh, yeah, three. Wednesday. Is it three? Two. three, yeah. Two. No, two. Three. Two. Oh, oh wait. We have Shit. a debate. You're right. No, you're right. It was two. Yeah, sorry. Two, no, two, don't be. Two. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> I've had some drinks. Sorry. That's <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. But yeah, right. give. I would give three another shot and four. Speaking of a movie that needs a sex scene. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I haven't. Has it, anybody seen that? It, it, the buzz not. is bad enough that I'm curious now. You know? Like the uh, the Rotten Tomato score somehow lower than Love and Thunder? Yeah, which doesn't seem possible. So right. I'm, maybe I'll see it tomorrow. I don't know. I don't really have anything going on. So, uh. All right, but <laughs> speaking of movies. It is a time of dread. It's time to talk about Willow. Kayla, you picked this movie. Why? Um, well, it's something I kind of saw as a kid. At least I remember seeing parts of it. Um, I think I probably bailed as a way too young kid watching like those weird um, demon dog type things. They really freaked me the fuck out. Um, but it's very nostalgic. It's one of my brother's favorite movies. Um, and I don't know, I just think it'd be cool to um, kind of visit something that, um, I don't know, makes you feel nostalgic in a good way, like for, for at least for me, for my um, childhood and kind of that childlike sense of wonder. Not saying this is like the best, you know, fantasy movie I've ever seen but there was just something like um I don't know something that reminded me of the days when you know when I had that childlike sense of wonder before you know my heart turned cold and dead and dark so mm. yeah mm. all right but when you first suggested the, this though would have been great synergy because the show was about to start <laughs> oh this is huh? a very timely pod you know it's the the show oh, is now the show's over, but whatever. It's still there. You can still watch on Disney you, Plus. You know what I had a huge blind spot for was as a kid, I completely missed Legend until my early teens during like one of those like, I still showtime never seen free time Maybe. free weekends where I saw like like twenty minutes of Legend and I was like, What the fuck is this movie? Mia Sarah, Tim Curry looks like, like an S and M devil. Like isn't oh, Tom Cruise? Tim, in that Tim movie? Curry is Maybe Tom it. Cruise. Oh, Tim Curry is I don't know, like frightening in a way that would like excite you. Like he's so much the devil. Um, like Rocky Horror or different? Like full on, like big. Like, it's like what the uh, the South Park devil is clearly modeled after. Hmm. Really? Yeah, he's a big buff boy. Big I'd buff be into boy. that. I mean, anything yeah. with Tim Curry I'd be into, but that, yeah. that sounds yeah. pretty great. Yeah. So anyway, back to Legend. Yeah, I, I, I just like, I don't know. There, there's, I feel like there was two movies from this era and it's like i definitely like my family definitely rented like three vhs one weekend and we saw willow i saw exactly one time and i was like who knows what age legend was the other one that i saw 20 minutes of one night on on, on showtime or whatever anyway all right well uh why don't you give us your opening statement on willow marco oh okay um 
This is a movie that creates its own in-universe ethnic slur that it tosses around a lot. Uh, like all Ron Howard movies, there's a, a utter lack of passion in places here. Um, Val Kilmer is such a himbo in this role, but I honestly, honestly, honestly feel like he has never been more of a movie star than he is in this movie. Like this movie, if I had never seen Val Kilmer before and this was still 80, whatever, I would have thought, oh my God, this guy's got a huge career ahead of him. They, at first I thought, well, they got a lot of good facial reactions from the baby. And then I was like, Jesus Christ, stop cutting to the baby's reaction to every single scene. This is driving me nuts. This whole movie feels like, man, we can make this movie because they'll never be able to find a way to make a Lord of the Rings movie. Like, so we got a baby as the ring slash MacGuffin. We got the brownies as Marion Pippin or Yoda and C-3PO and R2-D2 like stand-ins. We got the sub-Indiana Jones action sequence with some Cronenbergian body horror. Um, and then lastly, I would just say this movie should entirely be about Joanne Wally, parentheses Kilmer's Sorsha, who has done so dirty in the last 45 minutes of this script, if not everything before. Um, Joanne Wally Hive, rise up. That's that's my last. All right. Um, so I had never seen this movie until last night. Um, I was vaguely aware of it. My mom never let us watch anything that had any sort of magic or sorcery in it. That was, you know, of the devil. Uh, so it's kind of a blank spot in my 80s upbringing. I wasn't sure exactly what to expect, um, but I think I mostly really enjoyed it. It definitely has that 80s sheen of like cheese over everything like the brownies. Um, I'm sure kids love them, but I, I just was, I don't think I, I chuckled once from them. Um, but I, I could totally see like if I was like nine years old, my friends and I would have loved those guys. We just thought they were the best, you know, like it definitely seems like something for kids. Um, and just like quoting all the time. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, like I, I wonder if I've been hearing this movie quoted all my life and just not known it because I hadn't seen the movie, you know? Um, I do think it comes up like, like I've, I've only seen the labyrinth. I haven't seen legend. I haven't seen dark crystal, but it seems like it's part of that, like mid eighties, um, fantasy kind of the like, Rushmore kick. of eighties fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The story is like, it's very broad and tropey. It's kind of like generic fantasy, like nothing like the quote unquote, like lore, I wouldn't say it's necessarily compelling. It's just like, kind of like, sort of a Moses origin story with like a lot of like swords and magic and some like corny jokes. Um, I kept waiting to see how the supposedly evil daughter of the queen would become one of the good guys just because it's like, there's no way that like you'd have this much of a babe as like a bad guy. Like, it's just like, obviously she's going to get together with the good guys. So we're just like waiting for that to happen, you know? Um, but your character is like hilariously underwritten. Like there's nothing there. It's just like, she's hot. Uh, even though I'd never seen the movie in a way it kind of felt like I had just cause I feel like it's so heavily infused with like all those tropes from the eighties that like, I kind of like have absorbed so much of it just through osmosis over the years. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's like, to me, it's like finding a missing piece of a puzzle, but like you already could clearly see what the picture of the puzzle is. So it's kind of like, Oh yeah, I didn't really need this, but that was nice. You know? Um, I don't know. I'm curious about the show now just cause it seems like it got fairly bad buzz. Maybe I'll, go online and uh, see if I can find some copies of it. But uh, overall, mostly enjoyed it and glad I watched it. I did not prepare an opening statement. That's fine. 
When you mentioned that like people could have been quoting this, you would never realize. What would the quotes have been? I, I remember hearing people say Mad Mardigan a lot. Which I always I assumed some... was Mad Mardigan, like two words, you know. Same. Yeah. I wrote down a couple just like throughout my notes. Like there's okay. one I really wanted to say to someone as an insult. I'll get to it when we I definitely I, uh, got called oh. Willow by like various people when I was younger because I was very short. So I remember that. You threw your acorn at them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when Sorsha runs into like the ritual room at the end and you're like, okay, this is your Kylo Ren sequence of nothing else. And she's just like, mother. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey, I'm here. Uh- <laughs> and then like, like five minutes later, she's like, well, I won't let you hurt that baby. And then she just gets like knocked against the wall. For Do you think they changed minutes. the spelling of her name because they didn't think audiences would like know, no like, Saoirse. like Saoirse. Yeah. Like, like they wouldn't like, it wouldn't you know, like Saoirse Ronan, you know, the spelling would throw them off. It's mm-hmm. too Irish. Uh, who knows? I mean, like they have some very interesting spellings in here. Like it sounds like Eric, but it's actually like, like Eric. <laughs> yeah. Eric. Yeah. Um, some of the names were very like so on the nose, like Willow of Good. He's the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I feel um, like Eric is spelled the right way, in which uh, Instagram mom would spell her, her kid's name now. Oh my god! Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move into the general discussion. It's got like kind of an opening crawl, but it's just like a few slides instead of one thing. It is a time of dread. Um, seers have foretold the birth of a child who will bring about the downfall of the powerful queen Bav Morda seizing all pregnant women in the realm the evil queen vows to destroy the child when it is born there we go uh, prior to that Disney Plus warns you this contains tobacco tobacco depictions seriously? Oh. I was like ooh really? I did Come not on. see that the, uh, I need not remember anyone smoking tobacco. this no it's quick. a black root um, isn't that yeah. vanilla? black root it is, but apparently it's supposed to come off as yeah. Tobacco. Just real quick, I want to read just some excerpts from the uh, first paragraph under development on Wikipedia, which is that the movie was originally conceived under the title Munchkins. Mm-hmm. I saw that in like the seventies or something. Good. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel good. And then, the like, I love mine. Yeah, I love that Lucas is just like I thought it'd be great to have a little person as a lead role. A lot of my movies are about the little guy against the system. This is just a literal interpretation of that idea. <laughs> that just really it's sounds like, like Lucas okay. was like. I don't know, smoking some Thai stick and watching, uh, what's it called? The Wizard of Oz and just being like, what if the whole movie was Munchkins? Yes. Yeah, Honestly, I, the brownies uh, would have been better if they were Ewoks. Kevin Pollock yeah. has one of the brownies, which every time I say yeah, the word brownie, like, I'm like, I am I supposed to be saying that? That just, I don't know. Yeah, It is. I must do that. It doesn't feel um, okay. It's like, it's like so. short term for like it's from like real mythology for like hobgoblins or hmm. whatever, which is yes. what Kevin Pollock is known for in his comedy. It's Scottish lore. Um, they are little hobgoblins that come at night. They keep to themselves and they do uh, your housework. Hmm. And they sometimes will mischievously rearrange your uh, furniture. They really the made thing. me think of um, Army of Darkness when like the little mini Bruce Campbell's <laughs> like it's kind of a similar effect and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, the same thing yeah. for the Daikini. It's it's based on some word for some mythologies like giants, etc. So George is really just uh, remembering half of his textbook and all of his uh, 
his modern lore that he's he's creating is his Joseph well, Campbell. It, and it was like I think eight iterations of the script before yeah. the final one, and it took about fifteen years from conception till that it actually was released. Sixteen years, I think. But I, I think I think it's okay. like in like a year of what was the the eight scripts. Like, well, like I think George thought of the idea. It feels so and, like, like I don't know generic. Actually. It's like seers have predicted that this baby will bring about the fall of the queen but it's like that's about as deep as we get there you know like we don't yeah. like i don't know maybe i'm spoiled by more modern like ya where like they really do all their homework to to make like the the world feel complete so i mean going this i was like okay is she just wiping out every baby is she like a generation killer but like oh no 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 the opening crawl neglected to mention the baby has to have some like dumb rune a birthmark on like their hand when I was watching this, yeah, I realized they, that like I wasn't quite sure what the actual Moses story was. I was like, why was he in a basket? Was it a similar situation, or am I just confusing various other fantasy stuff? It was the exact same story. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been out of the game too long to remember, yeah. but I do <laughs> like how there was rescued him. Yeah. There was a conveniently placed um, you know, water mm-hmm. baby bassinet. Just right there. Just hope it doesn't go over a waterfall. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of waterfalls there. It's like, I, that thing goes like 20 feet and the baby's in the drink and that's your movie. Don't so much of my notes was like, you know, I was you know, recapping and putting thoughts and then every now and then I'd put like a, you know, what about this? Uh, don't worry about it. Just, you know, like, <laughs> try not to come okay, off so, as too much of a cynical bitch, but there are some parts that are a little head scratching. Like, yeah. so the baby that comes just straight out of the womb basically how do you survive without breast milk or formula just just curious she was a you know. wet nurse so, a wet nurse. yeah yeah yada, yada, well, yada. yeah yeah well, i know but it's like run? yeah it seems like it, got some hair at, at the beginning <laughs> so like just a quick summary it's like all these like women in cages and like a woman gives birth and then for some reason they're not killing it right away because they have to do like a uh well, why the ritual, ritual just or kill something. the fucking yeah. kid just kill the fucking kid because it's because it's a villain they have yeah. to do instead you got of an a evil tower, monologue throw the baby off the tower like it's a football pass <laughs> but it's like the wet nurse gets away like nobody notices like this wet nurse sneaking out with something that looks suspiciously like a you know something you'd put a baby in uh, but she gets away and then she's like on the run and it really seems like she's on the run for weeks like yeah. there's day and night and yeah. like different landscapes but like somehow the dogs are like right there on her the whole time I really liked how as soon as she puts the baby in the little like raft, the dogs just like shred her and tear her apart like immediately after. Okay, the the title yeah. card, where it lands, would that not almost seemingly imply typically that this baby is Willow? I I thought that the baby was Willow just beca- yeah. before I had like really seen it or or you know really seen it, seen it, um, or read anything about it. So yeah, even and it takes so long to name that baby. It's just I kept writing in my notes, the baby, the baby. Even being called, they had to, they had to refilm scenes because they called her by her name in scenes, and then they were like, "Shit, yeah. we don't know yeah. her name yet." Yeah, even being called Willow by people in my youth, I assumed that they just like were saying that because that was the movie name or something. I didn't realize his name was actually Willow for some reason. I I thought the baby was Willow. Well, in, in mm. classic case of of Warwick Davis is the second build star of this movie, even though he's in yeah, you know, majority of the scenes. I really did like his performance, though. You know, he was only 17 when this was filmed. That was the thing that stuck out to me, because I I knew he was young. Because he had, I read an interview once, like it was about Star Wars interview, but he mentioned having to learn how to hold a baby, um, Mm -hmm. which just 
sounded frightening and you know that's why i don't have kids um but like he was so young that like when i was watching this like and suddenly he has kids of his own and a wife i'm like oh he just he seems too young for it you know it's like this character Wait, should be like in nice. his like late 20s early 30s yeah no he was young as shit yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, I had a good lol which is seeing kevin pollock's names in the credits i was like oh yeah, I was like, Kevin Pollock. And then, yeah, so, then he shows up. He was on the Brownies. I'm pretty sure he was the one that played the dad and she's all that, right? I'm no, that sure is Larry it. Miller. Similar. Oh, he, okay, she's okay. All that. he played, all that he's maybe. in um, The Usual Suspects. 10 Things I Hate About You, he is the, or Larry Miller's the dad. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He yeah. might be the dad and she's all that. I no, yeah, she's all, all that. I know you haven't seen She's All That. I keep getting on you about I've it. I've seen She's All That. I don't remember the, the father character. I only saw He's it once. He's the one though. that, um, he owned the, the next cool Kayla movie. Yeah. company. Yeah, absolutely. Which the, uh, the follow up homework to that movie will be watching Not Another Teen Movie. Yes. Which is, a I watched shocking, that pretty recently, actually. It was a shockingly good <laughs> parody movie. Yeah, uh, you think I fall in love with every boy who writes me a letter? No, I give them hand jobs. Um, <laughs> How coincidental that everyone in this school is background. <laughs> so I actually watched that, I don't know, probably in the last few months or so. Died laughing. It still holds yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, there's still like some, you know, verbiage that we used to use back then that's so uncomfortable now, but otherwise it's it's great. The one guy just being like, no, that's disgusting. I would totally poop on your chest if you asked me to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the evil queen in this. But is, you're my sister. Yeah. But yeah, the the Kevin Pollock dialogue from uh, from uh, Usual Suspects. If you just superimpose that over his his brownie dialogue, I would have loved it even more. If he's just like, I don't know, fuck your father in the shower, call it an afternoon. <laughs> Give me the keys. Yeah. Um, so the the evil queen in this looks like her costume is basically modeled on like Snow White. Like it's yeah. very Disney evil queen. There is a moment okay, later but... on. Well, I'm sorry, oh, real yes. quick. When she's doing the ritual and she changes out of one black robe into an identical black robe and she's dressed like a mummy underneath. Uh, yeah, like, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, in my notes, I had to stop. I was like, is that a fucking full on mummy? Uh, and it was and they caught to it like multiple times i was like wow she like even her feet are wrapped yeah <laughs> but just the, that... uh, take this robe off put on the identical robe <laughs> anyway moses shit yeah i don't know about yeah. you but it, like there is a general vibe in this movie like just like a little bit slapdash or like maybe they didn't get all the shots exactly the way they wanted them to and there's some cuts that are kind of like hard and jarring and it's just like yeah, that's good enough. Like, that's the kind of vibe I get from this whole movie is like, yeah, we, we more or less got it. Like, we're not that concerned. The the compositing work is pretty dodgy on the brownies the whole time, but it's like, nah. Oh, yeah, that was that. That was one of those, you know, um, it's showing its age. Yeah. Things. Yeah. I couldn't really tell, like, should I be judging this based on the age or or what? Well, like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade comes out one year later and yeah. That looks like a great. modern movie. This like definitely is showing its age. Yeah. So yeah, this really advanced a lot. I'm going to go ahead and just blame Ron Howard because yeah. as a filmmaker, I'm going to say it. Fuck that guy. Um, well, I was surprised to see that this movie came out in 88 because I, I assume this was like came out in like 84 or something. So like it, it almost feels like it was like maybe dated by the time it was released or something like it. It feels like it was from an earlier period in the 80s than it actually was i 
I, well, I agree with you to a certain degree. I think it has that darkness of the approaching 90s, though, because the troll shit is fucking gross. It's seriously it gross. Reminds- yeah. You mean the literal shit or like the shit having the to do thing with the thing where he zaps the troll and like yeah, it like the, melts the and shit having yeah. To do the troll. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I gotta say that that troll when I first saw it, it reminded me of that one scene in Mulholland Drive. Like a little okay. bit. Kind of looks looks like okay. the creature or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I was um, like, oh shit. Yeah. I did chuckle, I don't know, because I, I feel like I went in and just like had my arms folded over my chest, watching this on my couch, and I was like, you know, we'll see what this movie is. Whatever. It's been it's been however many years since i've seen it i did have a good chuckle when warwick davis says to the kids like don't get near that baby we don't know where it's been i had a good chuckle at that you reminded me of um, again i've been watching him respects him go ahead ahead. oh no it it just reminded me of frank reynolds uh scene in sunny when they find the baby in the trash (laughs) no they find the baby in the trash and they're saying like, "Hey, we found this baby in the trash." He's like, "Put it back. That's not yours. It doesn't belong to you." It just reminded me of that. Well, well, you know, maybe a little bit of your confusion about how this baby is surviving, Kayla, is because the wet nurse here looks like she has seen many winters since menopause hit. Like she's she's up there. <laughs> so it's like, where's that breast milk coming from? And not yeah, not to get too technical, but that that is a thing. Like mm-hmm. you can, even if you haven't given birth, can produce breast milk, but. Not that quickly. And she also, I, I just want to say again, not to be a dick, but she does give the newborn baby water. Babies can't have water for like the first, I don't know, six months to a year or this something. Like they can't just have straight just water. Just another way I would you kill a small Gatorade. child if I was put in charge of it. Just be like, have some water. <laughs> I was in probably like my mid-20s when one of my friends who's a mom told me that. I'm like, oh, Glad I know that before I watched your kid. (laughs) I've seen Idiocracy. You give that baby Gatorade. Mm -hmm. It's got (laughs) electrolytes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that, like, nobody in Willow's Shire, like, respects him. Like, Landlord thinks he's a fucking loser. His wife and kids don't listen to him. Well, that just felt very dad to me, though. It's like when we would bring home, like, new animals or whatever. And my dad was always like, no, I'm definitely not going to adopt that cat. And then, like, he and the cat are now best friends, you know. That just, that felt very real to me but yeah that one guy burgo cut just i just kept writing like this guy's just being a bitch the whole i kept thinking you know the I, I kept thinking like what is this guy's yeah. name burger cunt like who is he like he sucks <laughs> and i kept like i was like is this like a, a big person on his knees or something i don't know his head is very weird Sorry. can we just pause for a moment let everyone appreciate burger cut <laughs> well that's what i'll be calling him in all my notes okay that's like short, let's move to it england to and open a fast food chain called burger cunt <laughs> Here's a burger, you cut. Everyone's, everyone's least favorite mascot from Burger King, yeah. <laughs> okay, the it's village hootenanny. Sideways, sorry. The village hootenanny. Wait, did you just say the the logo is a sideways smile? <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's wonderful. Is it just like on a burger? Burger, like, but it's sideways to to look like you know. Oh, mm-hmm. just a yeah. little vertical yeah. smirk. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like their like uh, tiny cows that they had. I know. I thought those were adorable. Yeah. I have to say, I do like that, you know, regardless of, I guess, the intention behind it, like how many, um, you know, little people actors that were employed. I, I do have to say that that was pretty great. And even though they did use that slur a lot, I feel like they still were painted in a good, this a was, good light. This part was probably my favorite part of the movie just because it was like so 
like committed to like it, it's fantasy core here. You know, it's like kind of hobbity, but not, you know, definitely different. And like, I don't know, like I, I thought, I thought that this was where the filmmaking was the best here. Like just this vibe and like their village. Okay. In the, the wild village Hootenanny, when the band starts playing, I challenge you to go back and listen to that beginning of that song. And for the first few notes, not think that you're about to hear run around by blues traveler. <laughs> I swear to God, I was just like, oh shit. Does one of them have a harmonica? <laughs> We're about to hear Run Around by Blues Traveler. That's awesome. I did not notice. I oh. just sounded like, you know, old timey um, village villager music. So, but yeah, that part did. Where when they played over the end credits, I was like, oh shit, they're playing Run Around again. Well, so Willow here, he he finds a baby, but doesn't really want anything to do with it first. What he really wants is to be like the new magician's apprentice, basically the new sorcerer's apprentice, which like yes. it seemingly he has decided that the best way to do that is to learn magic, not like, you know, quote unquote, real magic, but like slate of hand and like, yeah. like some you yeah. know, David Blaine magic tricks and whatnot. Do you like some street magic for these he people? Is so it, okay. To, like, it is better than David off. Blaine. He's so close <laughs> to pulling his thumb off. <laughs> David Blaine is a blight on all oh, wow. the entire Didn't... magician community. He's a he's a Tony Wonder. Uh, all of my knowledge of magicians comes from the Criterion Classic. Now you see me, so you know that's what I'm basing mm. it off of. Yeah, no, that like real yeah. magicians. Um, wait, no, David. Yeah, David Blaine, or no, I'm sorry, Chris Angel is who I'm thinking of. Shit, David Blaine. David Blaine's sorry, a street David magician. Blaine. He was like, you're, you're right though. David sorry, Blaine is, is sorry, the David initial. Blaine. No, no. David Blaine is the initial downfall because he was yeah, the but guy who Chris like Angel's like eyed. so far down extreme. True. Chris Angel was just like, what if Tommy Lee from Motley Crue was a magician? David Blaine is like a dead-eyed fuck who was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nail a lot of supermodels, and I'm gonna do a lot of these things where he's like, in the pussy posse. Magic. He's in the pussy posse, but he's like. I'm in a glass box that'll be hung over like Times Square and people will just watch me be emaciated for a month. That's not magic. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch you poop in Times Square, man. Come on. Why don't you nut up and get buried alive and then like appear behind me all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. cheap magic tricks. His his famous <clears throat> pig trick we hear later on. Yeah, the pig like gets away after he's made it disappear and so it ruins his trick. Yeah. Which I feel yeah. like if he had better showmanship, that's part of the trick, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could totally play that off. Absolutely, you could play that off. Yeah, but yeah he was definitely doing some pretty basic. Well, like we keep uh, cutting back to, yeah, we keep cutting back to like Burger Cunt's reaction throughout this whole thing. It's like the whole it's town so is looking to him to see like whether how how they should react to this, you know. Well, they do call him a prefect only once, like before he's being you he's know like introduced officially. He's like, yeah, I was gonna say, what are you, the fucking mayor? I think he's almost like, I don't know, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but almost like the Ned Flanders. Like, he just seems like he's just up in arms about some, well, maybe not Ned so Flanders. Who am I thinking of? Who is, who is in charge? Is it the like the Aldwin the, guy? The, the, the fucking like sorcerer who's like, I thought like, there's like no way that anything this guy says is true. Cause like, if he's pulling out the same finger trick every fucking year. I would have pointed at the thumb personally, but yeah, I guess we got that wrong. Yeah, no, I, I would have guessed my um, none of his or like my own or all of them or something. Like it, it sounded like a trick question. Well, it's like the whole um, like test to be, hey, who's going to be the new sources apprentice? I'm going to hold up my hand, and you have to point to the most powerful finger, 
And if you don't point to the right one, like, well, better luck next time. Which one's a bad finger? I'd probably choose that one. The actually. bad finger? I think that's downstairs. Mm. Oh, wait, sorry, gotcha. was that loud? <laughs> um, but I mean, it kind of ties into the, if there is a theme, you know, because Willow like doubts himself the whole movie, kind of like Jason doubted himself. Uh, his whole life um doubting myself all this time (laughs) exactly but yeah and like you know high aldwin says it to him you know don't don't doubt yourself uh none of that seemed a little bit later on and you know and then um all the times that it takes him to um turn the like the sorceress or whatever back into her human form he just didn't believe in himself at the end he's like watching instead of participating he didn't believe in himself until like the very very end so it kind of plays into that and also I did take too that like the sleight of hand is actually what ends up uh, saving everybody in the mm-hmm. end, yeah. not the actual magic. So it's, I feel like maybe that was an attempt at foreshadowing. It's funny how I, much of this, sorcerers. like you, like this, what they're doing here has been like refined and isolated and like supercharged. Like this is all like this will, these sorts of plot points are worked into like a Marvel movie, but they're just like, so slick now you know but it's the same basic idea of like you have to have that defining moment where you finally believe in yourself and that thing you couldn't do at the beginning of the movie that's definitely going to come back at the end of the movie yeah 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 it's like it took him a long fucking time to get there yeah but i mean like it's so weird because like you said kayla this is like the eighth draft of this movie it feels like the first draft like it feels so rough to me Um, it's not so much the writing that feels rough to me it's like some of the acting is pretty rough and like it really just seems like they were like we we're only doing two takes and then we're moving on you know and like what we get we get <laughs> good enough is it just me or did it seem like Val Kilmer was just coked out the entire time in a great way in a not saying, man way not in a derogatory me, way but his his energy I'm like okay to yeah, me it really seems like over, he was like how can man. I be Harrison Ford like how can I yeah, be Han yeah, Solo yeah. in this role yeah how how can I not be I man how can i be fucking like cool um got a great big dick that obviously works because that's why i'm in a cage right because he, he cucked the wrong dude um but rewinding back is the whole purpose of this festival in the shire to pick a new magical apprentice or is this like a friday night unclear um, right it seems as though it's it's, it's to uh, pick a new apprentice. we know it's important to willow what does the rest of it the might fucking... be some sort of like general festival where they know that this is going to happen? You know, it's kind of like it goes hand in hand. Yeah, I don't know. They also like I feel like these little people are mentioned... just like fucking TGIF, baby. They also briefly mentioned like the change of seasons. You know, like his family had been collecting seeds the previous season. Now they're about to plant them. So like, there's definitely some connective tissue missing there, but. After yeah, so a couple of watches, was I was with, like, I can kind of put that together. Bird Hunt was like, those are my seeds. How dare you? And he's like, no, I've actually collected them on my own, which is like, no one's ever done that before or something. You know, it's like, Did you're supposed to go like to this guy to buy though? the seeds. Yeah, my family found them in the woods. Oh, like they fell off the back of a truck, but like, like that, that kind of thing? Like the way he said it, like it was. Like, like, I well, like, the, like the affect, the way he delivered it was just like, oh, no, my family's been picking these up. And the wife was just like, oh, OK, sure. We've been picking these up now, whatever. Like, See, I was like, more... oh, sorry. No, go, no, go, please. I just feel like Burger Cunt is the one that's giving more bullshit because he uh, admittedly was just like, I'm going to have your land. So I think he's trying to come up with anything he can to pin on Willow so that he can eventually like take his land for his own. It's some sort of so like, that's, and that's why I think he's just a little bitch throughout the whole movie. Like, he's just trying to, 
you know, put one over on him. I, I hate that shit. So I was just like, Ugh. I'm so glad you called it burger cunt because that is the perfect. It's like a, like a company town yeah. situation where you, you have to like go to him for all of your supplies or something. And he probably overcharges. So you like, you'll never make it. It's yeah. like kind of the impression like, I got. Like, yeah. Um, United States for under capitalism in 2023. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I just, my next note is just, the village magician is full of shit, right? Like, oh yeah, absolutely, he's full of shit. And he, and we get to see that he's full of shit. So he's like, "Hey, the bones don't tell me anything." It, it what, do like a, <laughs> what do you feel? How do you feel? His whole thing had like a Puxatani Phil kind of like vibe because it's like he's just like, you know what? No apprentices here, and the band immediately jumps in. It's like run around. All right, like, I, I have to ask you something. Maybe it's just me, but there's a certain like warrior among the Alduins. Like one of them's Tony Todd, but there's right. another one, like the like the best. He's not one. actually Tony Todd. All right, sorry, is that's not Tony Todd? Who am I thinking? It's of? Not Tony Todd there's is a, Candyman. There's a Tony Cox. It's a Tony Cox. Is that's sorry. Sorry, yeah, Tony yeah, Cox. Yeah, yeah um, it's not Candyman. <laughs> yeah, no, the other guy, like the main guy, whose name I can't remember. Is Bonk-nar. it is it Bonk-nar. just me, or, or is this just look like like? Dwayne the Rock Johnson at a, as a little person. Every time I saw him on screen, I'm like, "Is that the Rock?" Like, I don't know. It's just like his face, <laughs> like eyebrow yeah. thing. Yeah, you, know, you just want this little person's. It's like yeah. like the Rock from like the Scorpion King or something. Okay, jumping ahead a little bit. When or they from when I used their, to watch him in wrestling. When they picked their unexpected party, like their band of warriors, I was like, "Okay, cool. This is the characters for like the next ten minutes." Mm-hmm. And then we're on the road. There's like something like there's two like other twenty more guys. Of them. Yeah. yeah, two more that aren't named. I'm like, we who know the fuck are these four guys? of them. Yeah. And they're, like, they're um, just credited as like Bachner Warrior, Bunker Warrior. Yeah. These Warthog dogs, they Terrifying. just sound gross. They just sound gross. Yeah. Apparently so those like, were... Masks on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Rottweilers with masks and, and shit. It's still absolutely terrifying. It's like a mix between like... Um, I don't know. My first thought was like Halloween because those guys are vicious. Hmm. And a dog, obviously. And maybe like a rat because of the tail. Very interesting. Like this Even baby, with like the effects. This baby has like a full head of hair. Like it looks like it's a six month old or something by now. And it's like these dogs are just still, you know, doggedly uh, on the trail the entire time. You know, they're always like right around the corner. Yeah. Keep looking at other babies, destroying other baby stuff, but this one just keeps slipping away. Yeah, so the village council, I just wrote the guy who's burger cunt, like he just has this village locked down. I mean, and I do like how they do like how um, the high Alduin guy, the sorcerer dude, like could tell his bullshit and like manipulated him into going. Yeah, (laughs) we'll need a leader. How about you? Yeah, absolutely appealing to his ego. Yeah. Well, I was like, I was like, who the fuck is in charge here? Yeah, he's the kind of manipulator that um, I think Mad Mardigan hopes to be. Like he finally manipulates like willow and me gosh the other guy but it like takes a while to get there i was like yeah you wish you had your this guy's manipulation skills so willow gets this magic acorns that the sorcerer guy says will turn people to stone apparently there's like a cut scene because he gets three of them but you only ever see two of them there's like a cut scene where like he drops one when he's in a boat and it turns a boat to stone and sinks the boat they just cut out which oh, like it's, they it's, definitely could have trimmed like 20 minutes from this movie oh, for sure. it's this very like and then and then and then you know kind of like yeah. out of the frying pan into the it's, fire it's uh it's raised two lessons from last jedi yeah but i still feel like there's like there's definitely world building but it still kind of took me a minute to 
put stuff together and to like place it and be like, what's that fucking character's name again? And okay, so I feel like there's too much and too little. Honestly, I didn't understand some of the world building until I watched two thirds of the pilot for the Willow 2022 TV show. Well, not to step on like, my uh, uh, my IMDb oh. trivia, but apparently Lucas hired Chris Claremont to write like sequel okay. books in Did the mid nineties. The actual books because people 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 hate those books. Yeah, people hated the books because they Let's kill off right a bunch now. of characters. And he was working on uh, I think Phantom Menace at yeah. the time, so he wasn't yeah. as involved in the books. Yeah, I read like the entire. Yeah, they they kill off Sorsha Man Mortigan immediately. And when then Willow takes And then there's a like a name. massive cataclysm and Willow takes on a new name and then it's 12 years later. It really seems like Chris Claremont wanted to write a completely different book. Yeah. And so he's like, "All right, well I'll just kill off a bunch of characters and have a time jump." And now the character has a new name and this is the story I'm telling. It's like I'm what just the picturing fuck? like the the uh the the modem sound and then the AOL email from from George Lucas is just like, "Chris, what the fuck is this?" What the fuck? <laughs> Like I'm gonna write a real pervert alien into Phantom Menace based on your name. Um, yeah. So then the wildest thing—I don't know why it's wild. It shouldn't be wild. It's wild to me. To give him luck on his journey, Willow's wife just gives him a bunch of her hair. Yeah, cuts off her whole ass braid. She cut off her braid. Yeah. yeah. I I thought that was um I don't know impactful. You know that was like that's a commitment. You know, like, like you wouldn't do that for anyone. Well, it feels like of the time as well like i think people place a lot more importance on things like that like your hair and things that grow from you if you will or part of you so i can totally see that but also part of me was like just you know carrying around hair i don't know kind of i mean i guess like like, when i think of it realistically i'm like carrying around hair like wouldn't it itchy like i have a lot of hair and I know how like itchy and it gets on my skin. Well, you, like, you know, braid it into a nice little bracelet or something. Well, know? can you imagine though if like your boyfriend was like, I gotta go to this IRS audit, you're just like cutting off a bunch oh, of Oh, cool, hair here you like, go. Good luck. <laughs> I mean it's it's commitment, you know. You wouldn't yeah. do that for anyone. I guess. Yeah. It's not hair, but here's a turd I grew. Enjoy. <laughs> I do like how um his son is like, Oh, what about, you know? All of these uh, Chekhov's magical creatures, the uh, the brownies, the dragons, yeah. the trolls, everything we end up seeing. Um, I, yeah, I wrote them all down. I'm like, yeah, we definitely do end up seeing all I of these. I think I wasn't paying attention to that line because when the brownies show up later, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, like- there is there is a turning point <laughs> to this movie. When the brownies, sh- brownies show up, we got a giant bird in the sky. We have a giant woman made out of light. And I was like, am I stoned or is the movie stoned? <laughs> I love every time they cut back to like the evil castle or whatever. It's like I always love when they have evil castles in these movies. It's like who actually lives here? You know, it's like this place looks okay. so awful. Like you don't have any like riches or anything from all your evilness that you could have like spruced the place the up. The most offensive note in the movie is later on when they have their war council and they're just like, "Fuck, man, how do we get in this fucking castle?" And it's like Sorsha lives there. Yeah. She would yeah, know. you you might have an inside. Uh, inside she's, her brain has fallen out she's, of her head by that point. She's just staring at Val Kilmer and being like, "Oh my god, he's so yeah, hot." He is dressed, yeah, she's dick drunk. I don't so. remember when she when she shows up in this movie, but she is dressed like the most adorable little Mongol. Oh, it's fairly early. It's about like twenty twenty four minutes in. She shows up and like I don't know. She takes her helmet off and it's just like this totally hot redhead babe, and you're like. Well, what is she doing here? Like the whole time, yeah. I'm just like, well, yeah. she must Boing. be like yeah. a secret trader. Like she's a plant. Like you know, like there's no way 
she'd really be going after this kid. It's like she wants the kid to like protect it or something. Yeah. Well, the, the whole movie is like it's so it's so I don't know spineless because like also with her is, is Mr. Skull slash General Pauline Kale. Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is this guy? Well, like, I kept wondering, like, shouldn't the queen be more like nervous about her daughter usurping her? I think the whole point is that she's um, she arrogant enough to, you know, assume like, nope, she's super loyal to me. Why would anybody ever want to be loyal? And just like take over her body and be like hot and join Wally. I wouldn't put Which... it past her because like, how did so this baby is supposed to usurp her? Like, how much time does she think she has left? Like, someone is obviously eventually going to take, you know. Take I mean, over the reins. It's some sort of fantasy setting. I assume everybody dies when they hit 40 anyway. So, you know. <laughs> well, um, I think her evilness has kept her alive this long, apparently. So. We do get a scene, at least one scene of Willow changing diapers on this kid. So, you know, it's like they they try a little bit to like mention her needing milk a few times and whatnot. Yeah. Like, and you he can't does... like sling this uh, kid all over the place too much. Right. Yeah. But you can totally, you know, have them in a sled going down a mountainside or in like a, a a cart that has all its wheels break off <laughs> shit yeah right. things that sh- that should have been like a disney ride later on in the future yeah uh yeah, so sure. yada yada flash forward man mortigan he's totally in this cage because he fucked the wrong dude's wife right i think there is a backstory that he like i there don't is. know he's betrayed somebody or army yeah. and like yeah blah 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 but like come on Man yeah, he's said to be a thief, but you know, you, I mean, there's tons of things you could steal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man without honor is how they'd probably describe him. But yeah, this whole thing was—he's uh, really all was over the place. He's like sometimes he's Han Solo, and sometimes he's just doing a weird kind of like he's like starts crying. You know? Okay, like you know, those are crocodile this? tears. Yeah. He, he was trying so hard the entire time to manipulate. He didn't get it right till the very end, like from start to finish. He was being if manipulative. You made this movie in two thousand badly. If you made this movie in two thousand five, it would have been Heath Ledger in this role, right? I suppose, yeah. I mean, hmm. like I feel like it's such a non Val Kilmer that we're used to role. He's he usually plays a very icy, like literally an ice man. But like you think about, I don't know how many Val Kilmer movies can you name? Like Bat- the Batman Ghost ones, Ghost in the Darkness, Batman. He's usually very still. Well, there is Top Secret, motionless. <laughs> there is Top Secret, which is a brilliant, brilliant film. I know a little German. He's over there. Yeah, um, but like he is like just wild and all over the place. Like you said, coked up Val Kilmer. Can I get into my favorite Val Kilmer story, which might be apocrypha? Sure. But I read this on the internet, I don't know, like 20 years I'm ago. I'm sure it's true. Which is yeah, that yeah, you read some, it on the internet. That's some sweet. dude in somewhere in like middle America was driving, and then suddenly Val Kilmer runs up, gets in his passenger seat, and turns to the guy and says, I'm Val Kilmer. Take me to the strip club. <laughs> and I was like, sounds about right. Checks out. I mean, this that is, is like pre-Google Maps. Like I would just have to know where a strip club is. I'd take him to any strip club. It's Val Kilmer. And it's also middle America. There's probably only a select number of strip clubs. Right, 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 right. It's it whichever one your sister works at, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Guy's sister's just catching strays. That's right. Uh, so oh, yeah. Eric shows up with like a whole ass army walking by. They're on their way to battle, and he's just like, ha ha, 
Mad Mardigan, fuck you. I'm leaving you here. Oh, where's uh oh shit, where's the quote? Sit in your coffin and rot. I yeah. definitely want to say that to someone to tell them off. Okay, he should have been like, Mad Mardigan, you fucked my sister. Fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it it like I feel like this is a guy like this make it more, I don't know, personal. Like Mad Mardigan just seems like the harmless imbo. Well, we keep hearing yeah, about like, how Queen Bev Morda is like there's all these like military victories. She's like sacking castles and destroying it. Like, I don't know. Her her squad seems pretty incompetent, but I guess these guys are even more incompetent. Yeah. Well, it's it's the sort um, of rules. Mm. I absolutely thought that. Sorry. Um, I totally thought that the guy who plays Eric was the same guy who played uh, Little John and Men in Tights. Totally look like him. It's not the same guy, but I had to look it up. No, he's um. The only other place I remember this guy from is he's in Never Say Never Again as, like, the jackass who, like, is responsible for, like, the whole Spectre plan in this fake James Bond movie. Hmm. Yes. He's, he's a very 80s actor. He's, uh, he's like, the 80s version of, um, oh, God, what was uh, the guy from Identity who's uh, James Con? No, not James Con. Identity? Uh, who's the guy in Identity who gets the bat down his throat? Um, oh. Vincent D'Onofrio? No. No. I don't remember. Sorry, folks. You can it's Google it. It's been a while. I'm all out of wine. I'm going to have to go get some more soon. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm just about yeah, out. Samesies. Can we do Identity as a as a podcast? I don't think we have. You've referenced it, though. But I feel like we could do it. Jake Busey. Sorry, folks. Oh, Busey. Okay. Oh, Busey. This yeah, guy yeah. is like the 80s Jake Busey. Okay, all right. I can see that now. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, so uh, I, I did not really understand the nature of his his nation, his peoples, until I watched two-thirds of the pilot for Willow 2022. Also, yeah. like, Willow's trying to, like, it's like, oh, we just have to find the first human we trust, basically, and give this baby away. And they not don't trust... they trust. Well, they don't trust Mad Mardigan, basically, <laughs> you know? So they're like, all right, we're going to stick around and wait. Burger Cunt and the rest of the dudes leave. And it's just him and Migos here. And the, like this whole army comes up and he's just like, hey, I've got a baby. And they're like, fuck off. We're going to war. And it's like, oh, I guess you can't just <laughs> find like, a woman to do it. Like f- randomly walk up to someone and be like, take care of this child for me. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to yeah. say no. Especially after like Willow was against it at first. The entire village was against it at first. You think someone's just like, oh, my God, my whole life. What I've been waiting for. Yeah. And so they eventually let Mad Mardigan out and they're like, cool, we trust you now. Here's the baby. Here's like it's milk and changing rags. So long. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, I'm so happy to be free. Later, guys. Peace out. And he walks off the baby. I mean, Mad Mardigan might as well have been like, hey, quick parenting question, guys. Where's the nearest whorehouse? I just like, <laughs> does he get out of sight before he like just puts the baby on the ground and runs? You know? Well, I, supposedly he was stolen by the brownies. Well, see, or, this I mean, is a she weird... was stolen by the brownies from him, but we don't see that. The and movie's we don't very careful about like... where the movie's very careful about where the baby and Mad Mortigan part ways. Well, because it, it's, it's like eighty yard in to have this fucking... guy saying, "I stole the baby, I stole the baby, I stole the baby." It's like, why are you saying yeah. that? It's uh, other yeah. than to tell the audience, like, no, 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 he didn't abandon the baby. It wasn't his fault, you know. I feel like yeah. Matt Morgan set the baby down and, like, fucked some guy's wife. And these little dudes, like, scurried along and, like, stole this baby. Or the yeah. bird, or whatever. You got, like, little yeah. potions. You got Tinkerbell, who turns into a giant woman. 
this movie gets wild in like a 10 minute span. There's, there's like multiple wild. Tinkerbells though, right? There's like well, a there's little fairies bird. and then there's Sherlyn Drea, the, the main fairy. Yeah. Yeah, and I got a very um, Gulliver's Troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're like tied down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember really hating that um, movie as a kid. <laughs> I remember they kept making like really bad NBC TV movie versions of that. Do you remember those, Marco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the NBC was just like, I really love that. and them, though. But yeah, the, the Tinkerbell shows up, and there's like this weird fairy witch person who's like, you have oh, to take the baby to some random castle, and they're the. This baby is important and destined and whatever. It's because until then, like Willow has no idea a what this baby's name is and b like that why people would be after it and why it's important or any of that. You know. Yeah. So but we finally like get the backstory. You sit down and be like, "We got the little Pushins. We got the giant woman. We got this like talking monkey slash Yoda figure. What do we really need?" Well, just wait, because there's going to be like a talking opossum coming up. So. Uh, that's, that's yeah. Sorry, sorry. That's what I'm talking about. The talking monkey. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like we need like we got like a castle island. It's like, wh- what do we need? Because we can cut 15 minutes right here. Right well, here. Yeah. There's this whole sequence where they arrive at some sort of like big person town or inn or whatever. And they, they need milk for the baby. And this is where... um the whole like mad martigan thing where he's like dressing as a woman because he's like just fuck some lady but like her husband's coming so he has to hide which is the 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 safest way though to to convey to the audience in the most minimal film language like oh yeah he just fucked this broad Mm -hmm. yeah and now he's gotta dress like this but (laughs) it's like what if strider from lord of the rings was in drag because he just cucked some dude yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. And uh, later on, he'll pull like apples out of his like, like <laughs> yeah, fake, his bosom. fake breasts. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, this movie almost in some ways. How reads... is it not bumpier? And like, how did the husband not just feel like he was grabbing apples? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the husband is the immediately like, fruit, oh, a woman, like, uh, I will feel her breast. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hey, you want to breed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, it's like he's supposed to be his like wife's cousin, and he's just like, Time for me to fill up your fruits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just feels like almost like like what if I was like stuck at a party and like Quentin Tarantino was giving me his version of Lord of the Rings? It's like what a strider was like fucking a girl, okay? You know, like yeah. there's not enough feet stuff though for Quentin yeah. Tarantino. True. Yeah. True. Well, Sor- stuff. Uh, Sorsha get- shows up. Um she's got like like a bow and like three arrows three. in her quiver. <laughs> girl well like the on-screen meeting yeah. between val and joanne wally it's so weird to like meet a future married couple especially when right? you know it ended bad did it i wasn't oh, aware yeah. of the, the drama oh, yeah. but like she Ooh. she takes her helmet off and it's just like total babe and it's just right. like oh you know and it's just like i I'm, i was so confused though. like i'm just like how is she going to get over to their side like is this all like I, I I think I thought she was just like doing it as an act, but it's like for a while she really is just trying to get that baby. Well you're like, nineteen eighty eight, they can't have like a hate fucking in this movie, can they? But yeah, she's just like I'm leading the leader of, of the uh, army. Huh. I was gonna say instead of hate fucking, they have uh fight flirt fight flirting as I oh, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, like, but like, she's like, I'm the leader of this army going after this baby. But uh, yeah, also, I'm a Nepo baby myself. But then she also has this <laughs> other guy with like the skull mask with her, you know, like yeah. I was kind of like at first she when she was like, I will get the baby. It's like, oh, are you going to go off on your own? Like, no, you're bringing a bunch of dudes with you. Like, how are you going to okay. get away from those guys? Mr. Skull's mask changes every single time we see him other than the skull. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe he has a different skull that he wears because like in one Toward the end, we get to see all of the skeletons, all of the skulls, just mountains of skulls. He's just like picking one before he leaves. Like, well, that one got cracked. (laughs) Gotta go for another one. I just when I when I see his fucking skull helmet, which I feel like the mistake is the actor's name is Pat Roach. I have like his whole his whole like fucking eighties filmography later on in my notes. But like, I think the mistake is ever seeing his face because I I never forget the. A few years ago, when Solo, another sort of Ryan Howard or Ron Howard movie, came out, Scavengers Horde had a great tweet, which wasn't just a great tweet on its own, but it was just like whenever we saw what was the character's name, like Enfys Nest. All oh, right, yeah, played by Aaron Kellyman, who's also in the the new Willow TV show. But they were like, I don't know who this character is, but I'm already writing like like ten hours of like fan fiction about their history and how much I love them. It's like if you just had this dude wear this fucking skull the whole time. He'd be the most iconic. We'd be talking about him like he's Darth Vader. Yeah, that'd he's be like, much no, more. Not just a dude of a beard. Anyway, here I'm humanized. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. Like, so we, oh, you're a human being. Gross. We get this whole action sequence here where they, the you know, Sorsha and like all her men show up, and so they get away. Like uh, Mad Mortigan is discovered to, in fact, be a man. Who knew? Uh, yeah, and so they all get away. And that it's like a, give it away. Yeah, and, the, and him like not even trying to change his voice when he talks half the time. <laughs> but yeah. they yeah. they get in like a basically like a a carriage, like a you know coaching carriage, and are like riding away. And it's a lot of you know guys jumping on the carriage and fighting with Mad Mardigan and falling off, and the wheels just like disintegrate somehow, like the back two wheels. Um, More wheels disintegrate than this actual wooden cart has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're we're constantly cutting to like the brownies just like having hijinks basically. Yeah. Yeah, they have like their own little side story going on. And again, like it's definitely directed toward kids because I feel like kids would probably eat that shit up. But mm-hmm. the baby is fine the like, whole time. We have to keep yeah, cutting yeah. to the baby crying. It's constantly just like cut over to the baby. The baby's like, oh, that's funny. Or whatever. That baby got so much FaceTime. Yeah, seriously. So much oh, like the, the twins and the other kids they brought in to play the baby. But like, mm-hmm. who was wearing a wig the entire time? Because they are actually yeah. very much younger. Anyway, Sally yeah. turns the, the pink dress into pants at one point. Yeah, like almost loincloth-esque. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like a diaper. He, he really like maintains this outfit for a while. Then he'll, he'll upgrade to like kind of just like black clothing. And then eventually like he gets like armor and everything. Yeah. But he has to be shirtless in the snow. I'm pretty well, sure like, that was in his contract. When they when the army catches them and like he's like really giving the fuck eyes to Sorsha, she's like dress him in black because like the pink eyes, I can totally see the outline of his hog. <laughs> <laughs> May as well be gray sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually they get away and then they decide that like, well, we're both going south, so we'll we'll keep on together because they have to get to a lake and then go to an island where the sorceress woman is and so it's like well i'll get i'll take you to the lake at least man martigan says yeah pretending like he doesn't care mm-hmm. he, you know but he does like there are some um some parts with man martigan and um 
Willow, where it's like basically mom and dad fighting and bickering. I mean, I feel like there's a whole other movie in here. Like if Willow didn't have like a wife and kids that maybe they could, you know, like there's a potential for romance there between the two of them, like without, you know, Sorsha being Sorsha and stuff. Wait, because they really with um, with Willow and Mad Mardigan. (laughs) Willow and Mad Mardigan. Oh, that's like if circumstance like there could be a totally different movie there, though. Just okay. like just Matt some of the Martin things again. they have, like the reluctance, the the mom and dad type fighting, mm-hmm. like the roles that they kind of assume, you know. Let me explain some things to you about my boy Mad Martin. He's leaving his DNA everywhere. Loads. Like if any, yeah, seriously, he is shooting, spinning, whatever. Like like. Well, I have to wonder flying. about the reception of this movie because, like, a baby that you have to take care of usually isn't featured in a lot of kind of like typical fantasy narratives. You know, it's like we're off on an adventure. It's like, well, no, you, you're taking care of a baby the whole time. And you like you can't like you have to feed it and like you can't jostle yeah. it too much. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah there's it's a very reason different. why like, yeah, yeah, there's a reason why like new parents don't see the sun for like months <laughs> yeah. on end when they have a newborn because, you know, well, it's they're like so fragile. Executive was just like, have you heard about this movie? Three minute baby babies are hot right now. Look who's talking. Babies are hot right now. Babies. Like if you were going to do get uh, these babies in there. like a side relationship, it would have been Willow and the marmot lion. Oh, the sorceress owl, thing. Whatever, whatever the fuck that. Yeah. Like until we get to like the naked old woman, like that would have been, I think the weird relationship. Well, it would be interesting if Willow, if he movie, didn't, like, if he didn't have um, like a wife and kids already, this would be like an even bigger, it kind of like panic for him to be like, oh my God, I have to take care of this baby. I, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, you know? Well, he could probably bring right. some of his real life experience in. They're like, I don't know how to fucking hold a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, whoa, you guys understand some things about Willow. I did the farming. I dealt with Burger Cunt. I didn't actually <laughs> handle the kids until they were like five. I'm a modern dad, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went out to eat. My wife held the baby and I held court. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, I really want to know where the evil castle is because like the, the evil skull general guy, like they, they lose him in that like stagecoach fight. And then he seemingly goes all the way back to the castle to report it and be like, sorry, I fucked up. We didn't get the kid. And she's like, ah, get the they, kid. Seemingly they have to pass through snow to get yeah. to and from the castle because they, they've cut to it like multiple times. Yeah, well, it's like you're, you've been chasing this baby all over the realm or whatever. And then at a certain point, you're like, I got to go back and check in. Okay, so Indiana Jones, thankfully, takes place at least in the 1930s. So we get like the the cute cute little like plane flying over a map. I need an old timey map or something here. You know what I mean? That would have been nice, especially for the world building. Well, because I feel like they were like, fuck, we filmed in the Himalayas. We got all this sequence. We got to show it somehow. We film in New Zealand. We got to do something with that. Like we got this footage. Who gives a shit about where this takes place? No one knows this is the fucking fantasy. Well, oh, I think if he had a map, then he'd just be like, "Wait, so he went all the way back there and then came all the yeah, way yeah, back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how fucking long did that take just to deliver a message? I mean, she the queen's like a powerful sorceress, is she not? Could she not have developed some sort of easier communication system like with with yeah. the screenwriting with the screenwriting advancements of the future? She'd like appear as like a. You know, you know, like a an apparition or something to check in. She's like, or he just like fill a bowl you, of water and she'd show yeah. up in the water. Yeah, 
some some kind of bastardization of things in Lord of the Rings that, that somebody was like, you could never film Lord of the Rings? That's insane. Yeah. And she's like, Mr. Skull, what are you doing? You're traveling a week to back and back to my fucking shitty castle? Anyway. I kept thinking this wand was going to break because it's just like a random stick. And I'm like, I'm amazed that my friends didn't like, like, I feel like I have like a, like, did it really happen? Or am I just thinking of it now? My friends would like pull out a stick and be like, I'm Willow or whatever. When I was like a little kid. You know? Well, I don't know what your friends did. I honestly thought we didn't get a joke where, where Mad Morgan like sat on a stick and it broke. Whoops. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, to you? it doesn't matter. You know, the, the Schwartz yeah. was in you the whole time. Just need some sleight of hand to save the day. Yeah, so it's a special wand here that he's supposed to give to the the wizard lady. He he like tries to use it one night, and like shoots him up into a tree or something. <laughs> like, just, totally like, randomly sleep in that tree. Yeah, I was like, is he in that tree for the rest of the night? I mean, yeah. Mad Morgan's not getting nuts. Get him down. Because so. Mad Morgan's no, like, he's I like, have like, gone to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am tired from all of the loads. I am going to um, roll over. He needs a lot maybe more jerk it out, yeah. thinking about Sersha. <laughs> And then I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, just speaking of the loads, I noticed that he was wearing like one big gold hoop earring. And you know the saying, right? The bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. It's a pretty big hoop earring. Oh, he's a huge so. hoe. That's why we love yeah. him. But Matt yeah. Morgan's like, listen, here's the thing about me. I can only come like eight times a day and then I am done. <laughs> That's my limit. No, it's just funny because I noticed the hoop and immediately that um, expression came into my mind. Yeah, is it, it's Raziel. Uh, yeah, the, the sorceress lady played by yeah. John Noble. Right? <laughs> Marco finally got it, yeah. Marcus, <laughs> thing you've ever fucking said. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, fucking John Noble eating fruit or whatever the fuck in that return of the king movie has haunted me my entire life oh, as we all know when you're when we're eating the cherry tomato we don't we don't put it into our mouth we like bite it with he, our teeth so it just drips all down our chin he, every time that fruit squirts out of his mouth like he's a fucking porn star okay <laughs> like it's disgusting i'm sorry what is that Sorry, we're, talking, we're talking about john noble he's an actor he kind of looks like the sorceress if yeah. uh, okay. the sorceress, uh, but in Return of the King, hair. he's got this bizarre, weird crow's peak hair hairline that looks exactly like this one. I only <laughs> saw Return of the King once, I think, when it came out. You're good. Do you remember you're a really scene good. where a guy's like, I'm gonna light myself on fire, and he does, and then he There's runs a like a quarter field. mile and jumps off a cliff? <laughs> he runs a fucking football field and jumps off a cliff. <laughs> Uh, he was like, uh, he was in Fringe. He was in Elementary. He's he's an over the top actor. In the old time trial murder mystery days, which are you know lost in the sands of time, I think we did like a five hour podcast on that movie. Oh. Movie fucking that's a the sex crime and a hate crime mixed together. Like that movie's terrible. All right, anyway. so where are we at here? They get to the lake. And they're like, and like, oh, all right, we we made it there. And Mad Martian's like, so long, assholes. <laughs> but but he like stops and like, you know, I don't know, plays with the baby. Little. You can tell it's like he cares. He all calls right. her sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his old nickname for her. He's eating um, black root at one point, which is just mm-hmm. vanilla, and and 
uh, Willow's freaking out. It's like, you can't feed the baby Blackroot. Yeah, just like, more mom what? and dad fighting. Is the babe fucking cool? <laughs> There's this shot of Willow rowing out to this t- island, which is like, when I hear island, I think of something a little bit bigger than this, like, it's like a like a bluff, you know. It's just like a sandbar. It's like yeah. tiny, but he's he's rowing yeah, out there, but like small. he can't seem to get his right arm rowing properly, and so you can tell that they must have pushed him in this boat. But like the more he rows, the more he's just turning to one side because he's only <laughs> rowing on one side. And so I'm like, I'm like watching it, being like, "Is he ever gonna row the other way?" And then the shot just cuts, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah." So that that's oh, what yeah. they got. Warwick, you're doing circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's fine. We'll fix it in post. It's good enough. But there's supposed Classic to be the sorceress on the island, and then it's just like this weird opossum that talks in like an old lady voice. And yeah, but I'm a young, beautiful girl. I'm like that is an old woman's voice. Wait, yeah, seriously. And she's just like, oh, I was young when she like cursed me. It's like, oh, lady. Well, isn't there a scene a little bit later I where I, I think it's with Mad Mart again, where he she's like. I'm actually like this totally like hot bodied young babe. And he's just like, Oh, free her. (laughs) Yeah. We must free her. Oh, such a himbo. Gotta love him for it. Yeah. You gotta love him for it. Mm -hmm. It's the most Val Kilmer act. Like the, uh, I'm thinking of uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau where like famously Val Kilmer got a touch of the Marlon Brando disease where he's like, I'm going to, what if I was insane? And apparently they stopped production for like two weeks because he's like, you, David Thewlis, I want to switch or whatever his name is. I want to switch roles with you. And they're like, what? And he's like, I want to play that character. You play my <laughs> character. I don't give a shit. And it's like, oh, okay. Apparently, yeah. Um, Comer, like ad-libbed most of his, uh, most of his lines. It shows. And actions like uh, when he picks up uh, Migosh and stuff. That was yeah. fully ad-libbed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which so, makes a lot of this sense. This feels like these, mm-hmm. you got some good Val Kilmer like documentary footage you just spliced in and called it a fantasy film. So the, yeah. the bad guys show up. They've captured Mad Mart again, and he's seemingly led them to them, betrayed them. But the the they're very careful to have like the main bad guy be like he was no help in finding you. It's like thanks. We we needed to know that he's still a good guy, and this it wasn't his yeah. fault. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you're a traitor, and he looks guilty, and it's like, oh, but he's not a traitor. Then why is he so guilty? Okay, I guess for sideways. just Willow is like Paul Giamatti in this movie. Mad Mordigan is uh, the guy from Wings who just wants to get it wet. <laughs> is he like Willow? Back. You need to get your joint worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the baby is like you know some fucking Merlot that somebody mm-hmm. could uh, order at the table. Sersha kicks him in the face at this point. Um, yeah. after he's like kind of like come on to her but you can tell uh, they're both of them are just like making fuck eyes at each other the entire time yeah. it's, it's like it's only a matter like of time flirting. it's called flirting yeah. look mm-hmm. it up folks yeah yeah so they everyone gets captured and taken away by the bad guys except for these weird little brownies and is this where they have the line where they're like well what are we gonna do and they're like well i guess we could go home no that that wouldn't be fun let's continue being in the movie basically yeah well they have like a love potion yeah, randomly they carry around like this like pixie dust that like uh is like a love potion or something. That ends up on like Mad Mortigan who looks over at Sorsha, which like, hello, I don't need a fucking love potion <laughs> to be in the Sorsha. That's not hard. But yeah, he like he's in love with her. He sneaks away, he gets into her tent. This is when they're like yeah. up on the top of a snowy mountain suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. She is dressed like the most adorable little Mongol warrior you've ever seen in your life. And he's like got his like poetry for her. Like I dwell in darkness without you. Mm-hmm. Well, she's in like this like thin, like white, like, um, I don't know, like dressing gown or something, you know? Yeah. Does not seem um, super convenient to have under armor, but, you know, guess whatever works. Works for me. And it's a lot of like her holding a knife to his throat and being like, I will cut you. I swear I will. And yet I can't yeah. stop feeling your chest. <laughs> Learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This, I think Willow at this point has transformed the opossum into like a crow. Because mm-hmm. he, he got it wrong, which I guess just like changed animals instead of making her a human. Well, because he's not ever really paying attention to what he's doing. He's just like saying a bunch of words, like pointing this like like crooked stick at her. Can we talk about the oh, way? Keeps... Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, also, it keeps getting interrupted. They they bring mm-hmm. that up as well, like the bratties come in or whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, can we talk about the way Mad Mardigan's sword fights? Like he finally gets a sword at one point when they're like making their grand escape here. Um, he keeps on like flipping it around in his hand, which like you can only like you can't do that with a a properly balanced sword. I don't think. I think he can only Mm-mm. do it with like a stick. It's like a prop, like a really thin, yeah, thin sword, yeah. But counterpoint, it looks cool. I guess I'd never seen that before. And like, like, how do we show that this guy's like really good with swords? We'll just have him flip it around, you know, like it's a baton or something. Yeah, also, he can do tricks. Is, mm-hmm. His thing is That's two swords. You know. He's a two swords man. Well, later mm-hmm. on, he gets this weird thing. It's like it attaches to his whole forearm, where it just like. It doesn't seem like that would help to not be able to like move your wrist at all, you know? Actually, my question for you, James, is quite a bit later on in that one city or that one castle, my boy Matt Morgan's using the crossbow. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? It well, like I mean, maybe crossbow. he's secretly a bad guy. As as we know, um, crossbows are only used by villains. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess see, there's a dispensation for him under the fact that he mostly isn't shooting them himself he has them rigged up in various places so they're like traps you know mm. But, mm. Fair. Fair. but yeah this is the big sequence where they got to get on a shield and like sled down the mountain um temple of doom the base of the temple of doom so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the part where like he mad martigan falls off at some point and is just like rolling down and then it like cuts to this like giant cylinder of snow with like some feet sticking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how did that happen? Also, I don't live in snow, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that way. Well, and they, they love, just yeah, roll into I a love, town here. This, this trivia. And it's like, yeah. the, hey, it's Eric from before. He's just here. This is like the town where like Marion from like Raiders is just like getting drunk at that mm-hmm. like, guy in Nepal. But like, uh, I always love this kind of trivia IMDb where it's just like Warwick Davis wasn't acting when he was sliding down the mountain. He was genuinely terrified. Yeah. But yeah. So like Matt Morgan's like, he's like wizened up and like Willow's just like, you fucking like fuck boy. Like you were just like spouting poetry. So in love with her. And he's like, I said, I love you, Sorsha. I don't love her. She kicked me in the face. I hate her. Don't I? <laughs> so well, they've kidnapped like her at this point, right? I think shortly after, yeah, Yeah, like they hide in the basement and then he holds her hostage. Yeah, they're hiding in the basement. He's looking at her from up under the floorboards like, yeah, I still would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still would. 
which by the way she's in the the new show i still would oh is she yeah okay. I, still would. I was wondering about that yeah yeah man morgan's like this is where he's like yeah i'm not a thief except for stealing hearts and like your wife's puss yeah um so they so they eventually he, get away and then like all the other dudes come out like he like they've been inspired to fight or something and so they it's like just a small detachment. So they take, take these dudes out easy. And then uh, Mad Mardigan and Willow and Sorsha and the baby all get away. Like he's going to like seduce her into being good. But like in a way where it's like when, when like Theon is like riding with his like sister on the horse and he's like touching her. Well, see, I, was, a little bit of that I was thinking of a different Game of Thrones thing with uh, uh, what's her face? Egret there, you know, oh, and uh, I, I know how to yeah, do but, it. Yeah. But Mad Mardigan knows things mm-hmm. yeah but yeah these two just need to hate fuck some sense into each other but like she pretty much immediately oh, gets away she like i think she actually kicks him in the balls at one point oh yeah the, the second time she gets away she pauses to give him a parting dick kick mm-hmm. yeah. just for good measure yeah good girl. and he really wants to chase after her but then they're like no we have to go and so he's like ah damn fine. hold again yeah also my balls <laughs> and they they arrive at is it Tyr Aline or I, I don't know, whatever the name of this castle is, but it's like abandoned and everyone's yeah. trapped in stone randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that one I did kind of like that one shot where you see it but it's not acknowledged for a little bit. Yeah, lots of uh stuff that just turns people into stone, I guess. This movie's all stone. about like introducing like new fantastical concepts like out of nowhere. They're just like, look, it's a talking possum. Like you didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah. They're like, oh, look, there's, there's it's like so a bunch many. of people embedded in stone that will never really be referenced again. They're just kind of yeah. there. Well, Ben um, Morgan's like, what if I diehearted this castle? Yeah. So they like yeah, set a bunch much. of traps. And also like home alone did a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting all those traps up. Genuinely creepy moment when Willow's like going across the bridge and one of those like ape trolls is just like crawling under him. Out oh, yeah, yeah. That was the part where I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Yeah, that was actually pretty freaky. And then when he he like they also, he uses his magic on it and it's like it's like fur melts off and it's like this disgusting blob of flesh. Like skins it, but it grows like two tinier heads. And then heads grow out. out of it. It's like the most disgusting thing well, you've ever seen. It turns into just like a wet egg of like skin at one point. But also be- before that, it has the face of Warwick Davis's leprechaun that he would play later on. Oh, was he leprechaun? He's leprechaun. Yeah. Okay. One of the leprechauns, yeah. There's some stop motion body horror shit that Willow magics into a nightmare. It's, he, it's gross. He turns the sorceress into a goat at this point. Mad Mardigan mm-hmm. has like found like like he found like the weapons room with a bunch of like crossbows and also like a new outfit to put on with yeah. like this bad helmet. Like I'm surprised they let him wear this helmet as long as they have. They they're ordinarily in movies, they don't like actors wearing helmets because you want to see their face, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Moneymaker. He really like, yeah. like he goes to put close the gates or whatever because the bad guys are showing up. But like, it takes effort to close these gates. He has to like put his feet like on the wall behind him to push with like his entire body in order to move these gates. Well, there's some there's some good perspective work that reminded me of the 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 Battle of the Bastards. Speaking of Game of Thrones, where I was like, are they about to just like storm through this gate while he's still trying to push the doors shut? Because he just, like, he puts the little crossbar over. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, we're thwarted. Go cut down a tree for a battery room. 
And I'm like, I feel like you guys could kick this thing in. Well, this is like, I think you know? the, the, the some last. Sorsha telling them to cut down this tree for batting ram is like her last moment where like she has a brain in her head, basically. Cause like yeah. from here on out, she's going to see Mad Mardigan fighting and just be staring. I'm like, oh, fuck. I yeah. need yeah. him. You know, like that's like her expression yeah. for the rest of the movie is like, holy shit. Mad this guy. Has anyone else seen this guy? Face. Yeah. 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 Okay, so the real quick, back to the two-headed dragon. Yuck. That thing is so wet. Like HR Geiger has masturbated. It's like vaguely penile, right? Like I feel like there's something there. Yeah. 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 It's like a baby's arm making a fist, but two of them. Yeah. (laughs) Also, it's called Ebersist, which is a bastardization of Ebert and and Siskel. This is like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a big fun adventure scene. I, I like the moment where like this this giant thing is so scary that everybody runs outside the gate, including Mad Mardigan. And he's, he's like standing around the bad guys. And all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> Which again, I feel like it's a total Harrison Ford oh, beat from yeah. Indiana Jones. Except, except the thing of the castle chaos is like, like Sorcerer is just like, holy shit, this guy's hunky as fuck. I just like the idea that they're all like, whoa, whoa, whoa I know we were fighting and all, but clear out like this thing is terrifying like we're suddenly on the same team now yeah they join forces because this thing is like so much more important and doesn't give a fuck turned on by like the power of the kiss that they share it's like a faith hill song explode to life (laughs) oh yeah we didn't mention the kiss i think in a practical magic at one point they like after they i think it's after they've like collapsed the tent or whatever say like he like pulls her in for a kiss and it's like a very hollywood kiss you know um so yeah obviously and then she's... she grabs him and kisses him after she like stabs a dragon through through its head hot which then like explodes hot. yeah <laughs> sure yeah but the bad guys take the baby and run off or, or mr skull takes the baby mm-hmm. um, yeah, he like rides through like and, like the, you know, the man the, morgan's like let's go after it the good guy army shows up and it's like a big like Armies coming together, except the Mister Skull General just kind of like rides straight through them, and it's like peace out. Yeah, he like somehow just gets away. Like no one's yeah. like follow that guy. <laughs> I should say real quick that yeah. we had a great idea for a horror movie, multiple scripts of it years ago, and the Mister Skull, Mister yeah. Skull. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the the ghost face in like the movie. It. Yeah, yeah, yada yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. Queen gets the baby. Queen gets the baby. No, I'm looking that the... for that Mr. Skull mask. I'm surprised Can, sorry, the vamp. All right. Could you just wear it the rest of the time that we're podcasting? Like, can you just yes. Podcast in a skull mask? Just That'd don't awesome. take it off. Yeah. No. Or a baby. Humanizing. Mask. Either would be good. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's got it. He's got it. Put it on. Oh, Put it shit. On. Put it on. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Next level. This is a great for an audio medium. I don't think I could really <laughs> podcast in this long term. Your voice isn't that much different. <laughs> I feel like trying to wait, try and do the Kylo Ren voice on that mask. The girl stole the freighter. I just got a picture for her. Yeah. That's pretty spot on, right? Excellent. Yeah, we're, we're just off the rails. <laughs> See, the problem is I can't drink wine right now if I'm uh, wearing this. That is a problem. Oh, Mr. Skull needs is... a wine hole. Mm-hmm. Or just like get one of those long straws that can go yeah. from the glass and through That's the mask. I mean, a wine hole, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Mr. Skull. Oh, I love it. I bought this. I bought two of these masks 
at least 20 years ago, probably more, because yeah. I'm like, we're yeah. totally going to shoot this movie. It's going to be an indie horror movie we make. And, uh, well, I still have the masks. Yeah. I'm sure that. I mean, you can always up. use that for robbing banks. I mean, you know, it's multi purpose. I'm sure that the latex on that, whatever, is held up 20 years later. <laughs> I mean, I think that thing will be there after uh, the inevitable, like, nuclear war between the U.S. and China. It's, it's going strong. Cockroaches are going to like crawl over that Mr. Skull mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As they find the script and act it out and do their own read through, mm-hmm. they'll wear it. Yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. just like crawl through it and wear it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they bring the baby yeah. back to the castle. Sorsha's there, but it's like she's reluctant to go because she's like so hot for Mad Mardigan now. And Understandable. They, they have to do this um, ritual that's going to take like 24 hours, seemingly, or something. It's a very yeah. long ritual. Just throw the baby off the fucking tower, man. Like Come you screwed on. up the first time by not killing the baby immediately, you know? Yeah. And now, yeah, again, because like it seems at like one point they. Cut to the, it starts at night, they cut to the next morning, and then it's night again? Mm-hmm. How yeah, long yeah. is this fucking... And it doesn't seem like a very, very complicated ritual, right? You summon some thunder, put it on the altar, put baby on altar, get some hair and some blood, put it on yourself, and then on the baby, and then the soul goes away once some thunder. That seems well, to be what like, it is after just watching the series of events. Like, how long can that take? Well, she's like, I gotta send this baby to the netherworld. And it's like, oh, you want Hades to take the baby? Just throw it off the fucking tower. Hades will catch it. In so, the underworld. I think some, How else can we get it to the river sticks? Somewhere in that fight with the troll, Sorsha switched sides. She was like so blown away by how incredibly hot Mad Mardigan is. So like okay, now she's yeah. with them. And she rolls up yeah. on the castle and the evil queen. Like there's this really bad line where it's just like, my queen, your daughter has turned on you or something. And she's just like, yeah. ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and then she turns them all into pigs except for willow yeah. who's like been warned to okay. like do some magic to protect himself so like like the, the it's such a weird thing because it's like okay we we we're we gotta find a way to defend ourselves and she's like i'll handle this and she goes and turns into the pigs as i feel like we were just told that like that her army's gonna defend the castle but no 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 she's determined the pigs and they start to mutate into pigs, and it's gross. It's really gross. Like pig, it bad Mardigan, really like like kind of like the halfway uh, transformation is like pretty terrifying. Oh, that was weird. I noticed that yeah. they don't show Sorsha getting transformed. I guess maybe they just didn't yeah. want to do that to her. Because it's like they fucking forgot that like she's in the movie for large portions of it. But yeah. Yeah, kind of like I'm still here somewhat. Just every now and then she'll she'll pop in. But yeah, the the old witch that's like helping willow i felt like this sequence i would do this a lot differently like she's well he's got to he's like all right i've protected myself with your warning now i gotta transfer you and it's like first she's an ostrich and then she's a peacock and then she's a turtle and then she's a tiger and then finally he gets it right which like he just kind of like keeps trying and he finally gets it right i felt like there could have been a little more of a you know use the force luke moment there to really like you know, like something on the soundtrack. I was, I was wondering. Yeah, it's supposed like, to be a big epic moment. I was like, wait, this is a Lucas movie, the but the soundtrack isn't great. And I was like, oh, well, it's not John Williams. That's why. You know, like yeah, no yeah. wonder. Because yeah, I feel yeah. like we needed more on the soundtrack there to be like he's doing it this time. You know, it's James Horner, which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people they talk about how much they love James Horner, but I'm like, name me, you know, like five James Horner scores that you adore or whatever. Can he do a lot of commercials? I think he did Titanic. Right, like well-known commercials or something? Maybe Lord of the Rings. I don't know. 
Did he do He definitely did Titanic. You're right. I have to check. There was something about him on the IMDb. I'll have to look at it yeah. again. But like, we basically then have like naked Jessica Tandy. Yeah. It's John Noble. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's Jessica Tandy's body and John Noble's head. And she's like, oh, shit, I guess I got old because, I don't know, maybe it's been like 40 years since she was transformed or something. I feel like she's just like, Willow, you're little. I'm suddenly surprisingly old. I don't know. We got a moment. They're all pigs. But like in movie (laughs) math, this like made sense to me because when she said she was like some hot young, you know, babe or whatever, I was like, in my mind is like, okay, well, how's that going to work if we already have one hot babe? Like, and then there's like another, you know, it's Mad like Morgan it, has a lot of jam. I know, but it doesn't add up in like your classic, like 80s movie math. It's like, well, no, that's obviously Willow. Like, yeah. that's why Willow needs to forget his wife. Like, oh, no, I forgot her braid. We're mm-hmm. like common law divorced. <laughs> well, it's like she had to be old, you know, <laughs> like what's the Stifler logic from from Euro trip or road trip or whatever. It's just like anytime you're out of state and you don't have sex, you're cheating on yourself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this guy doesn't know. Stifler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah and then she she turns the soldiers back from pigs one by fucking one (laughs) like are they not worried about the time like like oh my god this baby's gonna die this baby's gonna die it's like oh cool we'll just do this one it's a weird thing where she's like all right bring them in one at a time or something and it kind of fades out like yeah Yeah. there's only only like 12 of them anyway Mm mm-hmm so they do this like war council in a tent. You know, like Willow's got a whole plan about like sneaking into the castle. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, Sorsha's right there. His whole plan is like what to hide in, in holes that they've door. covered, like basically. Holes. Yeah. yeah. Also, she's wearing something fucking crazy at that outfit. It's like the most booby outfit you could wear. Wait, who's like Sorsha? In the medieval army. Yeah, or, or like her like chain mail like like yeah, boob armor thing like or whatever. Super, yeah, like booby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's how you know. Yeah, how you know. she's seriously. a lady fighting. Yeah, yeah. So it's daytime now. It's like two days have passed. Yeah. Magically, <laughs> they yeah, still haven't killed this fucking kid. I mean, that kid will die from like starvation sooner than I want the rituals. The, I want the queen days. to come out and be like, hey. I don't want to be a dick or anything. We killed that kid like 36 hours ago. Like, I don't know why you're still here. Yeah, yeah. Like, we killed him right Stop away. Smiling. Just go home. It's over. Queen for life. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But like, so the witch calls for Bav Mortar's army to surrender. And it's like, in real life, I'm a pacifist. I'm a, I'm a big fan of diplomacy. But like, this is ridiculous. I, don't, I know you're like stalling for time. She's not going to surrender. Yeah. This is fucking stupid. Yeah, this big, is so dumb it should never work. Big storm in the castle scene. It's like basically they all come out and be like, "Where is everyone?" And then they pop out of holes and you know shoot them with arrows and whatnot. Holes, like, sorry. Yeah, ho- yeah. Seriously, you got to get up to the ritual room or whatever. And I just kept flashing back to like, you know, what's a better movie is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh yeah. Like just catapult your ass I up. Got John out with a spoon, Locksley. Yeah. Um, is the witch is the evil queen like aging or something like does she, she need to older, do this didn't she? it's like yeah. does she need to do this ritual because she's you know her life force is fading or something i don't know she's, like a hocus pocus type scenario i've never seen that she's movie but yeah herself. yeah yeah also my head canon is that Rizelle and Balvmurda are exes 
or sisters one of the two they for yeah. sure were college roommates who they were college roommates who scissored that one time and then never mm-hmm. talked about it yeah and it got really awkward yeah there's like a the wizard duel here where they spray fire and ice yeah where it's like the way they spray fire and ice yeah. each other they did that back in college too at one point <laughs> it's just like a dummy getting like tossed around in the air and i was totally like peter jackson definitely watched this before he did like the wizard duel in the Lord of the Rings? Like I, oh, I, I definitely caught watch, vibes there. I want to watch the, the the Willow behind the scenes 1988 documentary where Ron Howard is like, "Here's what film audiences are craving: geriatric cat fights." I kind of miss when when a movie would be like, "We're gonna kill somebody now by like throwing a dummy off of a high thing and filming it." Like it's just like always cracks me up whenever they do that. Also, the baby is pretty cool for like laying in a stone salad bowl while rain is pouring down on her. Well, there's very much. I mean, seemingly 24 hours at least. There's very much like baby, baby cries when shit is bad or if it's being handled by somebody we don't like. But always when Willow is there, baby is calm, you know. Well, it's 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 like, did you feed this baby? Because why would you? You're going to kill the baby. There's there's a whole thing where like he. I, the the witches are fighting over the wand and it, there's blasting in weird directions and they manage like blast a table that turns into some weird like walking clam thing and like willow has a big a fight skeleton. with it for a few minutes yeah yeah i thought like it was Wars like droid. it reminded me of um so there was a medieval um like torture device that would basically like you'd put somebody in it and it would it would heat up and and like cook them essentially it kind of reminded me of that uh, nice. That's weird because most medieval torture devices are about like sticking spikes in like people's like nether regions. I only know that does the, happen. I only know the Iron Maiden from Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, there's yeah, there's um lots of really cool medieval torture devices. Well, it's like what if you set your asshole down on the spike? There's usually a lot of those. Ooh, there was the um, the wheel. There was like the breast stretcher too. Ooh, hello, horrifying. I know there no, was no. like. There was a thing called the hook where they would, they would have these hooks on the outside of the castle walls and they'd throw people off the wall onto the hook and they would just hang there until they died. Yeah. Fun oh, times. There's also shit no, like... I can, only, uh, uh, I can only shoot so much here. I'm not a man born again. <laughs> Put them in the iron. Um, after getting stabbed by Mr. Skull, Mad Madrigan's friend is... Oh, Eric. Pretty hilarious. Yeah. Eric pieces yeah. out. He's just like, yeah. win this war for me. <laughs> That was yeah. a really classic, like old timey movie death face. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. like he's so yeah. calm during the dialogue, and then uh... <laughs> Mad Martigan no, has no, lost his no, helmet no. at this point. Bigger, yeah. bigger this take. Sorry. Yeah, well, no. then Matt Morgan tries a new trick on Mr. Skull that he's never seen before. Spinning. That's a neat trick. I don't know if you notice it's, it's like <laughs> raining. I guess from the magic or whatever. Like at one yeah. point. There's a cut. Mad Martigan is soaked. His hair is all like kind of down in his face. And then it like literally cuts to like a, a shot of him running. And then it cuts to close up of him like going up to Eric and be like, my brother, are you, you know, oh no. And his hair is like perfectly slicked back again. <laughs> I kind of miss this in the- movies where they just, they just kind of rolled with it. You know? Yeah. They won't notice. It's for mm-hmm. kids. Well, I feel like this was probably marketed heavily to kids, right? So, like, man, the kids won't notice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm so, just imagining all these like 
playground games where people are waving sticks at each other that I missed out on, you know, because I didn't get the references. I feel like there's no real, there's no real like quotes in this movie. It, it isn't it's, super quotable. I was looking for quotes and yeah. It's, it's just a lot of like Mad Morgan, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Skull is Pat Roach. He's a wrestler. He's a film. He's a film career. Is basically just like a big guy. He's in Clockwork Orange. He's in a James Bond movie. He's in Clash of Titans. He's in Robin and Princess Thieves. He has two roles in Robin in Raiders Lost Ark. You can guess at least at least one of them. I cannot, in fact. He's the German mechanic. Oh, is he that guy? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then of course his name is General Like Kale after mm-hmm. Pauline Kale. This is where um mm-hmm. Velcomer, I saw that really petty. I loved it. Velcomer gets this weird like sword that like attaches to his whole like wrist or something like this just does not seem useful as a sword or whatever he's got two swords for a little bit and yeah it was like smaller yeah but i do I like got, that he uh stabbed kale on his own sword that was actually see, i got cool. super confused by by mr skull's death because right before willow throws that table table thing Star Wars yeah. right out the window and then we cut to like uh like man morgan fighting mr skull and I kept thinking like this thing's gonna like come crashing down on Mr. Skull and like like crush him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting the whole movie. Yeah, Evil Queen chokes out John Noble here, and then yeah, it's like time for a, a wizard fight. Yeah, uh, because Willow Willow's gotten the baby, but he's facing off with her, and he's like he's finally gonna go to his like his holdout, this like stone that turns or this acorn that turns people to stone. He throws it at her, and she catches it. And her arm starts turning to stone, but then she's like, nah, ha, 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 and it, like, turns back. Like, she overpowered like the spell or whatever. It, yeah. Turns into and he's like, dust. well, that was all I had. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, put the baby. I, I honestly thought, before I read the thing on IMDb, that he was going to, like, throw the other acorn at her to try again. <laughs> but, like, she's like, put the baby on the altar. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then finally, after, like, 30 seconds, he's like, No! Yeah, I love how she just expects him to go with it. She's like, no. Well, like, he what do you think this whole to. fucking mission's for? Doesn't he she straight, like, use the, the force thing. here at one point and, like, pull the wand to her or something? Yeah. yeah. It's like, couldn't you then just put the baby on the altar with the force? I mean, well, then, okay. Th- Don't worry about it. This is what I didn't get. Can, can I just say real quick? This is what I didn't get. He he does this magic trick where he like he's like, I'm going to send this baby to your realm where no evil shall harm her. And she's like, that doesn't exist. Are you fucking naive? And he, so he does a thing and voila, the baby's missing. And then he like grabs his wrist, like, ah, like it's like it wounded him. I didn't understand why he was doing that. It's, it's sleight of hand. Um, so it's, um, uh, better word for distraction. Um, Misdirection. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Warren. Okay. Um, so that's yeah. part of the trick. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because like, like basic sleight of hand and stuff, like in misdirection, you have very small objects to work with, right? You have cards, you have coins, you have smaller things, but a whole ass baby, you gotta, you gotta really sell it Okay. in order to. So he he figured out how to, like he perfected his trick there from the beginning. Oh, I see what you're saying. He's a smaller guy. He can't pull the baby out of his sleeve. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you, Kayla. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, any any street magician can just pull a baby right out of their sleeve. That yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely and this, how that works. This seems to have screwed mm-hmm. up the spell. I don't know what. Maybe it's like suddenly, yeah. suddenly lightning strikes the evil queen, and she evaporates into met red mist. Okay, so because the ritual a goo element happened apparently. to her. Yeah, there's a goo element. She steps in her own goo metaphor, 
and transports herself to the nether realm by accident. She she bumps the the ritual stuff. Yeah, yeah I I assume that she's she's screwed like, up her spell in some way. The hair and blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and again, like it seemed so quick. Why do we need to drag it out? You know, like from her point of view, I get why you need it from a storytelling point of view, but from her point of view, why drag out? At some point, Sorsha and yeah, hoisted by her own petard. Sorsha and Mad Mardigan showed up at some point for the final showdown, and like immediately got like thrown against the wall. But they're back up now. They run and they kiss each other, and I love how like in the next shots, it's just like they're married. You know, it's like she's all dolled yeah. up and wearing and, like, white and all cleaned now, up. Now. Yeah. We needed a. Do you, do you remember when they killed uh, Russell's? Um, husband in in true blood and then like like sookie and bill just like fuck in the goo we needed yeah. that but for like queen bev morta's like goo <laughs> yeah well, then we get like basically the, the metal scene from like new hope where Will oh they're like here's a book, a book of magic, of magic i guess yeah. yeah yeah here's a book of real you're magic a, even though you're, you're a slight of sorcerer hand. Save the like, day. Yeah. yeah here oh, you go. Willow goes back and, home. Like, Joanne Wally's had a bath. Oh, she's well, had more Joanne than a bath. a bath. Like, yeah, she's had but, like a complete blowout. Had the red curls going. She like, you're like, oh my God, could she look hotter? Yes, she fucking could. Willow. She and Morgan had been clearly fucking like wolves. Willow rides home on a Shetland pony and like, <laughs> it's, it's like he gets home and he's being feeded as a hero. And then eventually his like wife sees him and it's as though like nobody told his wife that he was still alive or something, even though like the, the, the old Aldwin guy like went to the castle and like participated in a ceremony and gave him the special book and came back with him. And the wife's just like, Oh shit, you're, I thought you were dead. She's like, Oh fuck. Did she... I, I married I didn't get that. the next day. <laughs> well, I guess like the way she looks at him is like, Oh wow. I wasn't expecting to ever see you again in my life or something. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, like she had mentioned, they'd never been apart before. She was mm. really worried. I thought it was more just like relief. Like, Oh my God, you're back home. Plus these kids are a fucking handful. Could you give me some help, please? It's hard to do. Oh, it no, 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 no. I feel like she's the person who actually raises the kids. Like, I feel like Willow, like he like complains about the, like the, the, the field or whatever, but she's the actual parent of these children. Well, I mean, think about this family for a sec. He's supposed to be, you know, tilling the field or whatever, but he's just like working on his magic, his like slate of yeah. hand the whole time, and he wants to be a magician's apprentice. And it's like, is that going to be putting food on the table? I don't know. Here's the sad truth. I feel like Kaya, that's his wife's name, right? Kaya is like, mm-hmm. honestly, Willow, it was kind of better when you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no you're back. Fairly, fairly nice. Yeah. I like the yeah. difference. He like he should turn to the old wizard and be like, "Bitch, I am in charge now. I have the book. I'm certified." Well, he shows that his his new magical prowess by throwing up an apple into the air and it turns into a bird. So he can do Which that. Which is too. the same the, thing that the, the high bird, elder did earlier. Yeah, the bird immediately shits it on Burger Cunt's face. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is like what a what a setup for a joke. <laughs> Hat to black. <laughs> yeah, we see it. Pull back, big shot, white shot of the town, and then that's the movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, what are our other categories here? Make one change. Sersha, more, a lot more. Yeah, I wrote Where? down, I think she should have been secretly on Willow's side from the beginning. Like, I think that just works better if she's, like, knowingly working against 
uh, her mom and maybe she doesn't trust Mad Mardigan. So you can still kind of do an enemies to lovers thing. But like, yeah. So supposedly, according to like, like some deleted scene, she's like a, a kidnapped daughter of the castle where the people have been turned to stone. And so oh, maybe like, that's she, why the the old queen isn't uh you know well, like, is she actually scared of her daughter or, or what she's like you were adopted yeah you're not really a nepo baby yeah you're more of like a stockholm yeah you're, you're a stockholm baby, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, kayla make one change mine i guess is more more broad it's kind of my biggest thing was like there's too much and too little going on like maybe a little more world building but a little less like trying to fit every single trope like if they'd made i know it's a standalone movie but they could have fit all those aspects in that they wanted to if they had maybe made a couple movies or a trilogy or something nothing necessarily need to go on that long but like you want to get every single thing in there you know cut down on some of the hijinks you know like one of those sequences they could have cut out and you'd probably take out the brownies yeah yeah yeah, really you have the whole sequence with a a bird there's brownies there's tinkerbell there's a giant woman made of light there's a castle on an island you could knock out three of those elements and just like lose 15 minutes and you easily could like have done a sequel four years later yeah you could, you could. I mean, I guess this movie like wasn't that. the biggest hit. It didn't flop, but it was yeah. like a little bit of a box office disappointment. It was like a, like yeah. a, like a lot of movies. It was a hit in Europe or whatever. It, it definitely seemed like a movie that needed to come out in like 1984 when, like, I don't yeah. know, like when the, the height, was hot. Yeah, behind of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late 80s is maybe a little too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, best or worst piece of IMDb trivia. What we got? The one that we haven't covered that was my favorite, I'm glad we didn't cover it so far, is that apparently in the scene with all of the pigs, a lot of them were uh, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> making love. So uh, just, just fucking. So they had to keep like ice water buckets nearby to like douse them so they wouldn't just be. You're just, just a pig minding your own business, doing what it makes sense to do. And some asshole keeps pouring ice water on you to <laughs> yeah. chill the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Making that bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites, yeah. I wrote about a bunch, is that Joanne Wally accidentally stuck her sword in the stuntman's foot while sticking yeah. the sword in the ground of the tavern. And I'm like, hello, I'd love to be that, that stuntman. You can Whoops. put your sword in my foot or whatever anytime, John Wally. <laughs> I was like, John Cusack tested for the role of Mad Mortigan. He considers it his biggest disappointment. Yeah, I saw that. I cannot imagine John Cusack in this role. I totally can't now. I'd I'd still watch it and love it. And uh, I, I, oh, I would. It, it's like an SNL skit, you know, or whatever. Like, because <laughs> I feel like he'd play it too straight. You know, Val Kilmer brings that like cooked out silliness to this well, role. Like, Val Kilmer is like. I spin and I stab, and like 1980s John Cusack is like I spin and I kickbox, right? Yeah, yeah he definitely has some kickbox moves in there. Yeah, the the trivia I wanted to highlight, not so much for what it is itself, but just the way these are written on IMDb, I always find hilarious. It's, it's just after meeting on the set of this film, Val Kilmer and Joanne Whaley were, were married, parentheses, but later divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, is this movie better than I am number four? I feel like every time I ask this question, our guest has never seen I am number four. I cannot oh, recall. I have. You have. You, okay. You've established yeah. this. I haven't seen Jack 
Reacher. Jack Reacher, yeah. So I made up my own middle movie, which Perfect. is Wine Country. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, but is it better yeah. than I Am Number Four? I think so, because I'd, I'd watch this again. I wouldn't watch I Am Number Four again. Fair. I would I'd watch probably I get pretty again. high and watch this again. I, I would like watch I Am Number Four again, because I have not watched that since we podcasted about it. I think this is probably ultimately better than I number four, but I do think it could take some lessons from I number four and it's like world building. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a little bit more of a foundation that makes sense there. You know, if you made this in 2009, it would have started Timothy Oliphant as Mad Mortigan. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if so you had a mom, what was your middle movie? <laughs> Wine country. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, the, is the, that um, the Netflix movie? So, is Amy yeah, Poehler yeah, so in that? Yeah, so okay. she's That's a um, great movie. made it, a great movie. and it's it is it is. But I, I was just trying to think on the spot of like like there are some parts that probably could be better. It's not like the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I really liked it, but that's why I put it in the middle because it's not like holy shit, this is the best, you know. Um, but yeah, it's um, a lot of like real life friends like Amy Poehler, um, Paul Rachel Dratch, huh? Paula Pell. Yeah, Paula Pell, um, yeah. Maya Rudolph. Um, Anna Gosteyer, Tina the Fey's in there for a little bit. The one chick who just keeps disappearing for huge chunks of that movie. Oh, yeah. What's her face? I don't know, uh, but she's like the fifth uh, member of the group. She's like, yeah. she's like, it's like, where the fuck do you keep going? But well, it's, it's the like movie where the... Brene Brown tells characters to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was really great. You should definitely check it out. Okay. Um, but no, Wine Country's better. Okay. I really like it. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I can I can take a word for it. This is where I have to go on a tangent briefly, is that Marco and I have like a few like concepts just in our back pocket, should we ever need them for like TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh for example, a show called How to Make It in Russia, uh where mm. Vladimir Putin steals your jeans. Uh one of them is called Mexican Wine Country. That's, that's all we have, it's just Ooh. the title, Mexican Wine Country. We don't really know what happens in it, but yeah. Is this show, is this movie better than uh, Jurassic Park? I think we can all say no. <laughs> Jurassic Park only Actually, five years yeah. after this movie. I mean, wow. it's like, yeah, wow. Well, like the uh, the morphing effect is not bad for the time. It's like, it's not stop motion. It's like actual CGI. It's a weird mix between like the CGI and like the Roger Corman Clash of the Titans, like stop motion effect. In the mm-hmm. movie. Definitely. Fucking Ron Howard. But then what happened to the brownies? Because theirs was so Well, they're all like blue screen. So visually different. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've seen better blue screen from like nineteen eighty three though. You know, like it just it didn't look very good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's Willow. Thank you for picking it. I'm uh I'm glad I've watched it. It's like my my cinematic knowledge is now a little bit more complete. Um, you and know, more fun. references probably make sense, mm-hmm. like you're yeah. saying. Do they though? Like, I mean, I think just Mad Mardigan. You know, people okay. shouting Mad Mardigan over and over. Which is a guy who has like no catchphrase. Just, just hope like, energy. Like a, yeah, like it's like a trail well, of like the, uh, spread legs behind him. We didn't mention the writer of this is just like some random like WKRP sitcom writer who got recommended mm-hmm. to Lucas. Like Lucas, yeah. like had this kind of like half-baked story, story that, that they gave yeah. this guy but yeah oh shit though can you imagine though like late 80s you're writing on some fucked up sitcom that would like get rebooted in the 90s and they're like lucas wants you to drive out to skywalker ranch like talk about the latest draft you're like 
fuck yes. Like at no point did Steven Spielberg talk to George and be like, hey, remember how you got like Lawrence Kasdan to write like, yeah. you know, your last two Star Wars movies? Like, are you sure you want to go with a sitcom guy? Like there's nobody else you could bring in. Well, like what are what other properties is Lucas developing at this point? There's like, like Howard, the Duck. Jones, Young Howard the Duck. Jones. Young Indiana Jones. Howard the Duck. He might have been somewhat involved with like Tucker, a man in his dreams, and and uh Radioland murders. Mm-hmm. Like George is not I mean, I don't know. Like I feel like Spielberg could have given George uh like a how to constantly be producing shit seminar. What is George Lucas's life like now? Doesn't he live in Chicago now, I think? Does he? They they really tried to make some sort of like big museum out in California and everywhere he went. The local bureaucracy told him to fuck off. And so he's like, fine, I'll build in Chicago. That's rough. That's weird. <laughs> so is he almost pulling like a um, like a John Hughes? Didn't he like move to the Midwest and raise well, cattle? All John and... Hughes' movies are set in Chicago though, right? Or outside of Chicago? Yeah, but he eventually like moved back there. Oh. Because um, he was like, yeah, Elaine's not for me. Don't like After it. After Molly Ringwald like, uh, rejected him. Yeah. Well, John Hughes is a director that I know nothing about his life. Like I've been oh, learning a little bit. You should read died in Alaska from syphilis, and I would have no idea. You should read Ready Player Two, the book, because there's an entire chapter devoted to just minutia of John Hughes that goes on so fucking long, and it's just like, I get it, dude. You know all about John Hughes. Congratulations. This is boring to read. I think there's some some logical fallacies in your sentence though, about <laughs> like I should read Ready Player Two. You probably should not. No, it's not very good, unfortunately. Mm. Um, all right. Well, I don't know when we'll be back next, if ever, or what we'll talk about. But, you know. At some point, for she's all that. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say. At some point, eventually in the future. I still also haven't seen 500 Days of Summer in case we ever cover it. Oh, so. shit. We should have so talked about Valentine's that before. Day. We should have done that for Valentine's Day. Uh, is it not? Is it like a darker Valentine? It's not like a it's not a romantic love story. comedy. It's not a love story. Right, it's a story about love. Yeah, mm-hmm. like okay. uh, was it a couple of years ago we did our like super dark Valentine's. February. Oh, like Blue Valentine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah, um, yeah. uh, you did Gone Girl and stuff too. My Gone Girl. Girl. God, what else? Yeah. Did we, do? we did four movies. I just remember Blue Valentine and the line, "I'm so mm-hmm. out of love with you." Yeah. Is Blue Valentine? The, oh, I think we already talked about this. Blue Valentine is not the one that's based off of Robert Durst. That's another one, right? No, it's not that. That's all good. Okay. Things. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, Blue Valentine is I... the one where both uh, Gosling has like like uh, bad hairline, but he also goes down on Michelle Williams. Hmm. It's just incredibly depressing. Um, but yeah, before we go, I should say if you want to support the pod in any way. Go to my name is trouble.com. Third book came out last fall. Uh, what was it called? Oh, yeah, Trouble Takes a Holiday. Um, there's three of them now. The third one is is big, it's jumbo size. It's almost two books in one, one might say. Um, but yeah, check that out if you want to support the pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Yeah. Till then, have a good one. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.